You're listening to Garage Hammer, episode 282. On tonight's episode, the Manlings talk about one of the legends of the Duarden, Gottrick Kernison. And if you don't know his story, pay attention, because it stretches all the way back to the world that was. Now shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Graduate Tools. For the next two hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way. Bringing you Gotrek and Felix and everything else in Gotrek's world. I'm Dave Whitek, and with me, as always, is my co-host, the great, the fantastic, the guy who has every model and knows all the lore, and is just Mr. Collector himself, Christopher Walker. Hey, how's it going? Fantastic, man. Fantastic. So, uh, glad to be here. Yeah, man. We survived the freezing yesterday. So bad. This week has been awful. Yeah. I had to go downtown Chicago and walk around. Oh, no. (laughs) That's terrible. That is terrible. That was cold. Like minus 10. Uh, well, I mean, it's better some places and worse others. Uh, you know, take what you can get. It's a, almost a 40-degree difference today. Isn't that crazy? Do you think about that? Minus 20 yesterday and 20 today, so yeah, ridiculous. Okay, Bonkers. so uh, before we jump into this, let's not forget we need to thank the sponsors of the show, Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Superstore. Superstore. Six Squared Studios for all your basing and MDF needs and... Now, the sidebar, which if you haven't seen it, check out the Facebook page. It should be up on the website next week, and it's uh, connectable MDF pieces that you put over your 6x4 mat, and it basically causes a frame, which then reduces the size of your table down yeah. to the new size for uh yeah. For the both 40K for and Age of Sigma. Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and also, let's not forget Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards. Yes. Uh, and let's also not forget our Patreon sponsors, those people who listen to the show and think it's actually worth donating to. That includes, but is not limited to, our associate producers, Christopher Sanders, Big Jake, and Jake C., and our executive producers, Colin Miller, Tyler McDonald, and Scott Milne. Thank you all. Thanks, guys. Yes, everyone past, present, and future sponsors. Those almost 1% of our listeners who make this show and all the things we do on it possible. Hey, Chris, guess what? What's up? Did you know that we have voicemail? Oh, really? We do. We have voicemail. Now, if you wanted... To call the show and leave a voicemail about this episode or a previous episode or yeah. just had something you felt you needed to add to the show, you can do so by calling 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right. It's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00 and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Guess we have like three voicemails. Whoa. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to play the first one for you guys right now. Uh, Here we go. Hey, Dave. uh, This is Shane calling from Chicago. Just listened to the uh, New Year's wrap-up. Great show, as always. I have to say it's one of my favorite shows that you do every year. 
I love the energy that's always brought to that show and always curious what your top three positives and top three negatives from GWR. Um, just wanted to give a call and say thanks for putting out the show. Um, looking forward to hearing more. All right. Keep on gaming. Bye. Well, thank Fantastic. you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Shane from yeah, Chicago. Man, it's always nice to have a, a local person yep. calling in. All right. This is a caller from Salt Lake City. We got another caller calling in. Salt Lake City. Here's this one. Hey, it's Matt, long-time listener, first-time caller based out of uh, Salt Lake City. Just wanted to contact you guys, um, you know, I've been out of the game for a while. You know, third edition came out, and it just kind of dropped off for me. But, man, I got to say, listening to the Nagakin and Nurgle book overview and the end of year, and, well, let's just say I'm back in. Uh, I went out. I bought the Cruel Boys half of the Dominion box. So uh, it's going to be an interesting journey. I just want to thank you guys so much for everything you do. It's honestly one of the best podcasts I've listened to in regards to Warhammer. And, you know, there's so much 40K out there that it's really great to see a uh, Warhammer Fantasy slash Sigmar podcast. So uh, just want to say keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much, everybody. Keep on rocking. And uh, go Orcs. <laughs> oh, that's great. More welcome cruel back. boys. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to the game. That's fantastic. So Matt is back in Salt Lake City playing uh, Warhammer and playing the Cruel Boys because they're kind of right. awesome. <laughs> they are kind of awesome. Um. Wow, that's that's just fantastic! I get so excited when people listen, and you know, and, and there are there's so many 40k podcasts out there, and there's actually quite a few fantasy podcasts out there. Yeah, but you know, yeah. when when you're the longest running Warhammer fantasy podcast right. out I mean, there, you, got, you, know, you gotta go with the best, right? Yeah, well, I wouldn't call us the best. I know there's a lot of other people who wouldn't <laughs> either, but you know, if people <laughs> like the show and keep listening. That makes me happy. So, all right, uh, and one last. Uh, one last caller. This is Ben from uh, outside of Birmingham, Alabama. Hold on one second. Here we go. Hi, Dave and Chris. This is Ben from Locust Fork, Alabama. I'm near Birmingham. Just wanted to give you a, a shout of encouragement. Been listening to your show since 7th and 8th edition fantasy all the way through current AOS 3. I never really played Age of Sigmar. I uh, had a really bad gaming experience in a learning game during the Wild West days before points in AOS 1.0. And then Soulbite came out and I've gone from zero to 3,000 points in just under a year and now I'm painting cruel boys with lion shirts and riding McCall parrots. Uh, just keep up the good work. Love the show. Uh, can't wait for the next episode. Let's see you later. Fantastic! More cruel boys. Did you hear that? The cruel boys just keep, and the, it, he said night haunt. Right? He did say night haunt. Uh, he said night haunt or soul blight. Oh, soul blight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, that's fantastic. It's really great. I put together another cruel boys list. I had another crack at it. Uh, I I I like them. They're they're that's a fun army. Um, and I'm not I'm not the just tons of guns guy. Um, I'm just, uh, you know what? I, I, I find I, you know, uh, a bunch of characters and a bunch of bodies on the table. That's, that's, that's what orcs is. Some leaders, some monsters, and just a bunch of boys running forward. 
That's 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 what makes me happy. That's what I do. That's good. I don't know if it's great. It's probably not, but it's the way I like to play. Uh, it's one of the things I like about the uh, Orc Army is yeah, it's got variety to it. You know, yeah. I mean, you can, you can if you any matches any play style. I mean, there's three books and three armies in there, and they're so different from each other that you can play them just any way you want. Exactly. Exactly. All right, well, you know what? Let's take a break uh, real quick. I'd uh, like to get that first break in, and then we're going to come back with the toolbox brought to you by Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. <clears throat> and <laughs> then uh, after that, we are going to deep dive um, one of, well, probably my favorite character in Warhammer. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's mine, too. Uh, I just It was some of the first Warhammer fiction that yeah. I read outside yeah. of you know book lore, um, I remember getting the uh, Warhammer Encyclopedia, which I did get a new copy of. I found a I found a guy selling one, um, and it's it you know it's just it had him in the in the index. I was like, oh, that guy sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and after reading the first book, I was I was hooked, and I, I've read. I know I haven't read everything. I know there's some short stories out there that I've missed, you know, yeah. and I'm not certain where all the compendiums are. But um, we will talk about Gotrek Gurnison. And, of course, we'll talk about some of the people around him because you can't talk about him without talking about Felix and Kat and Max and yeah. Rika and all those people around him. But uh, this, that's that's going to be what we're doing today. Um, not quite a Warhammer Legends. Um, we don't have the beautiful voice that bro has when he does that on on uh, on Warhammer TV or Warhammer Plus. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just love listening to him tell all those stories, 30 minutes just of straight lore. Um, I could you... put an English accent on it if you want. <laughs> uh, but you won't you won't match those those tones. Like he just got such a great <laughs> uh, a great a great delivery. But um yeah, so we're going to talk all about Gotrek and his history. Um, you know, there's a lot of players who have only ever played AOS, and they yeah. don't know all that stuff back from the fantasy days and all that stuff. I mean, he's got so many books. Yeah. You know, they're just of lore. 13, 14, 17 books. Is that including the last two, uh, Kinslayer and Slayer? No. So no. then, nineteen books. Oh, uh, I don't think so. Because are you? It's a lot. Yeah. Are Are you counting the ones from the the new ones? Are you counting the? I don't think I'm counting. The, uh, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I have the Age of Sigmar ones. Oh, see, and there's three of those. There, there's yeah. just. I think there's been more books written uh, written about him than any other fantasy oh, for character. Sure. For just in. I mean, just I mean, of, a, of any genre, I don't know. That's I mean, good, no, that's I, no, question. I mean, no, just for Warhammer, but for Warhammer fantasy, I know that uh, 40k has got books and books and books written about different characters. But I think from fantasy, I mean, I can't think of a character who's got you know dozens of novels written about yeah. him personally. I mean, for for sure, Age of for sure, Warhammer fantasy, Warhammer Games Workshop. He's the he's got to be. He's got to have the most books about him. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, break and then back and then um, yeah and then toolbox. Excellent.
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Hello, David. Hello. All right, Toolbox brought to you by Chaos Org Superstore. Superstore, yes. Yes, so uh, what have you been doing? Uh, any hobbying? A lot. Okay, well, let's hear it. Well, I have been painting Magikin of Nurgle like crazy. So I have 2,000 points painted now. Oh, nice. Um, I had some painted before, but not everything. So I've been working on that, and I dug out uh, some of the you know, Slaves to Darkness neural stuff, and it's all laid out before me here. Um, did that. I paint. So what did I paint? I painted Blight Kings. I never painted them before, so I have five of them now. I painted my Lord of Plagues. I painted that guy. Got him for Christmas. I painted him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had a start collecting Nurgle demons that I won at a tournament like a while ago. So I painted all the plague bearers from that. And they painted up really well. And then I painted the plague drones. I think I painted the whole thing, actually. Yeah, I did. The plague drones and the the uh the herald i painted him too so i painted that whole thing um and the nerglings got them done and i bought a scrivener and a bile piper painted those guys uh yeah so i easily have 2000 points so with that being said i want to play a game with these guys so hopefully you can oblige at some point oh yeah 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 one hundred percent. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know why my computer is making that noise. Hopefully, it will stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm excited about playing these guys. Um, man, I just want to put disease points on stuff. I bought a whole bunch of sickly green-looking ten-sided dice. That's what they had at Grognar Games. Oh, nice. I bought a pack of those. Uh, I think it, that'll work. Ten-sided dice to mark disease points. So I bought a pack of those. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess you would need up to an, uh, a minimum eight sided. It has to be at least eight, but they didn't have packs of eight sided dice, so I bought a. They were. They have a whole section of dice. I think that six squared is working on some tokeny things, and uh, yeah, I, I know that they've sent me some before that had like different numbers on them, yeah. or like different sized ones. So you got small ones that are ones and mediums that say three and large ones that say five. Sure. So you can kind of stack those. And I think I think Kevin was working on some disease yeah. tokens as well. In case you wanted just tokens and not dice, but dice work great. Yeah. Um, 
I know some, I'm, and I'm not saying that your way is wrong. I just know some people don't like to use dice because sometimes, it, unless you get confused and you pick it up, yeah, or, they or get you move up and it. Roll. Yeah. yeah, these are D10s. I don't know if you'd ever do that, but whatever. Well, that's okay. true. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. So, um, and in the works for this army, I've got a Lord of Blights. He is nice. He is primed. I primed him with white primer, just so you know. Um, you use primer. I have actually have some white primer, believe it or not. I used it. Excellent. I ran I ran out of wraith bone, so <laughs> I had dug into my supplies and have some white primer I brushed on there. <laughs> um, so he's next. And yeah, I, I have a whole list that I want to do for these guys, but I don't have the models currently because I can't find everything like stuff's just out of stock like i want to buy one of the magath lords but i can't get one because nobody has one for sale oh wow yeah uh, i've been doing a lot of other than that other than painting nurgle stuff i put putting together I, I think i'm actually done with it my uh there's that new 40k uh campaign book coming out this weekend and they got like a whole phobos army like dedicated for that in that book and that's actually what i play for ultramarines oh nice i know so they have like a dedicated army so i i actually i have put together my invictor war suit so i'm putting that together uh and other than that i just been i have been just writing lists of various factions just thinking about stuff like i've got like a i got like a hallowed knights gardis crondis list <laughs> made and it's just like it looks so fun i i would love to run that sometime uh, i've got i've got this just this killer cities of sigmar uh mist haven list really it's, it's pretty much all dark elf oh dark what are they called now they're called they're not called dark elves anymore um but basically it's all the old dark elf models but it is it's i think it's cool i think it would be fun um yeah, so I've been doing a lot of theory hammer. I've yeah. been watching been watching a lot of battle reports, trying to get some ideas. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and then I got a game in, believe it or not. Nice. Yep. I played my Stormcast uh versus a uh what is that? The uh an o an Ogor army, uh what do they call those guys? The it's not it wasn't a Beast Claw Raiders army, it was I guess it is. It's all the same book, right? Um, uh, Ogre War Tribes, I think is what they were. Yeah, I played it against them. That was, that was fun. I kind of... Yeah, I changed my list from my first first game, and I had I had all the, the goodies in there, and I did not fail my 7-inch Annihilator's Charge. Oh, goodness. <laughs> my 7-inch re-rollable Annihilator's with Grand Hammer's Charge. I did not fail it this time. And, uh, yeah, the Frost Lord on Stonehorn got smoked turn one. It was glorious. <laughs> the poor guy, he, poor guy didn't even get to move. He just kind of sat there. He got shot twice by uh, long strike, cross, uh, crossbows, judicators, and then the Annihilators landed, did a bunch of mortal wounds. And he charged in, and they, they killed him with impact hits. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, he's already dead. So then there was nobody left there to move. So then I just piled into the 
unit of iron guts that were conveniently standing right there. And they killed the tyrant who was right there and killed him in close combat before he got to move either. It was crazy. That's too funny. That oh, just man. really the, is. Those three annihilators, they just poof. So that was that was something. And then just held the center with the Vindictors and I was playing Sequiturs. I think Liberators are better actually. Uh just pointed better. And uh yeah, I just held the line with those guys and I mean the, the I only had three long strikes painted. Right. But I've seen most armies, they have six. I I I would feel bad shooting someone with six long strike crossbows. They are they are just insanity right now. That's I, yeah. Yeah, Stormcast have that ability where they can shoot once per game. They can shoot in the hero phase, Thunderstrike Volley. So you could shoot with that unit like twice in the same turn on turn one. It's like, well, that's crazy. Yeah. Then if somebody tries to hide from you, it's like, nah, I'm going to use my, you know, my translocation banner or the, you know, the, the priest. And I'm just going to translocate this unit so they can't see you and they can pretty much shoot the whole table. So, Sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's Yeah. Yeah, it's They're they're good. I had a lot of fun playing the, in that game. It was it was that that was probably the best I played with the Stormcast in a while. That was fun. Mhm. Uh, anything else? Uh I think that's pretty much games workshop hobby stuff. You know, been playing some other games here and there, but yeah. Oh, really? What have you been playing? So, uh, we played, my daughter and son both like to play games, so we played a little Overwatch together. That was a lot of fun. I had my computer just rocking on Overwatch. I had it up to, I got, I got this new 4K monitor, so I got, I was running at 4K Ultra Graphics. That was fun. <laughs> 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 that was a lot of fun. My GPU fans just screaming in the background. It was great. That's funny. Um, what else did we do? We played this new, well, it's not a new game. It's on the Switch. It's like this, it's called Marvel. Uh, it's not, it's a, it's a Switch exclusive game. It's like a Marvel superhero. It's like a drop in, drop out game. We played that for a while. That was fun. Uh, yeah. That's good, good stuff. How about you, Dave? What have you been up to? Oh, not nearly that much. Hmm. You know, um, uh, for me, I, I've uh, basically been reading and trying to keep up with uh, the book stuff that I that I've been coming out with, and I started painting my uh, cruel boys. Cool. And uh, I never write down what I paint oh. with. Yeah, your formula. Yeah, and it looked the first one looked great. So happy. <laughs> so working on it, like this is fantastic. Totally pleased. And then uh, I open, uh, you know, I, I sit down like two weeks later, and I can't. It's all, it's a hot mess. Like I can't, it, I can't make it match. So oh, you don't, you don't have a paint diary with your, yeah, with no, your, with your, with your paint swaths like. Oh, I just saw like, that. That's like a great per page, I, just like circled in there. And that's like, a, actually a, a fantastic and... idea. But no, here's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a bunch of paints on the thing on the table, and yeah. I was trying different paints out. And I painted up one, and I thought this one looks pretty good. I kind of like how it looks. Mm -hmm. And I just I thought I had separated out the paints I used to paint that guy. Mm -hmm. um, but then 
that was down here, and Harrison was home, and he he went and just moved stuff over, and he didn't do anything, make a mess, but he didn't know I had just moved these few paints off to the side, so he just put everything back, like he moved it off the little tray that it was on, and moved it to yeah. the table so sure. that it was out of the way, so it didn't get knocked over. So like two weeks later, I go back and I'm like, um, I I, I can't tell. I cannot tell <laughs> which paints I used. So then I painted up. I grabbed three more and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna uh, so I paint this one up with a green. Okay, it's green, green, green. Yeah. Now I'm gonna try to paint the 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 browns that I just picked because I'm just I'm going with a, a you know brown for the the clothing. Yeah. Nothing matched the first one that I really liked. I used three different colors. All of them were there. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna. Just mix embrace, up, yeah. Embrace the the chaos. Yeah, I'm gonna just mix up the the different. I'm just I'm not gonna make them all. It, they're orcs. They don't all have you know. They got different leather from different animals they've killed in the swamp. Different things. Exactly. So I'm not even I'm not even gonna worry about it. Which means my my army's gonna look even crummier than it originally did because I'm just quick painting it out and not worrying about all that little stuff. Uh, are you doing um, contrast? Uh, some contrast, some regular. Yeah. Like, I like that new green that they came out with. Yeah, it's cool, right? That new green. I I, that, it's yep. not contrast, but it's that new orc green. So I'm just painting mm -hmm. up the skin with that orc green, and then I'm hitting it with a wash. And uh, I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. I'm not even – I'm not worrying too much about going back for highlights. I probably will, but right now I'm just trying to get them painted. But, yeah, yeah. so I painted about three, and I was really frustrated because none of them looked like the original, and I couldn't figure out what I had done. And I'm like – so I had to step away, and that's been about <laughs> it. That's been about my entire hobby because I've mm -hmm. been between that and uh, yeah, my dad got COVID. Ugh. So he was my dad was he's been in the hospital for like three months because he got he had he had all sorts of problems with his he has a uh, he had a knee replacement yeah and he had it for a long time and it started to sort of wear out and then it got some sort of infection and that ran through all of his system and my dad's in his late seventies so yeah. Like, he was in the hospital, and then they moved him to the rehab place for the VA, and, of course, mm -hmm. COVID was running rampant through that place, so he got it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm helping take care with my mom, you know, yeah. because she's worried about him. Like, you can't go see him. and Yeah. So it's been a lot of weird family stuff kind of happening, and so I've just been like, you know what? I'm not worried about this right now. I've just got all this sure. other stuff. And when I do sit down to paint, I got aggravated. Mm. And I think that's... I've never <laughs> That's too bad. Well, I mean it's it's I've never had this happen before. Like I was I st I, I was putting the stuff together. I've got a list. I'm going in about 3 weeks. I'm going uh going away for a weekend with some friends and we're just going to sit and play Warhammer all weekend. Yeah. Uh like I I I wanted to bring a mostly painted army. I'll be lucky if I have one unit done, but it was like I was on this big hobby high. I'm like I want to get this stuff painted. I got yeah. a list. I've got a new army. I'm excited. Uh, and then all this real world stuff happened, and I finally carved out time for myself to paint, mm -hmm. and I'm just not feeling it. And it's like ah. I've never had that happen before, where I've painted and been upset. Yeah. Like even if it doesn't turn out right, it's like okay, but this is fun at least. And this was I got I was so frustrating. Mm. I've never had this kind of a thing happen where I was just like. It, it, you know, normally once you start, you get that feeling going, and you get on a yeah. roll. Yeah. And I started, and by the time I had finished this second session, I, I was I was worse than than before I had started. And I'm just like, I need to just step away from it for a couple of days. Yeah, you know, and re reset your brain and just chill. Yeah, 
So it's like I'm just like okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm going to. Yeah, I found when that happens, you just kind of maybe set it aside and maybe start something that's completely unrelated to the project that you were gonna work on. Maybe just pick up some other army. Well, and just, I, the other thing, bust, bust out the contrast paints and just paint something. Well, and then the other army that I had been working on was Harrison's uh, yeah. Realm Lords, and so I had gotten them going, and then he picked the one he liked. Yeah. And then, of course, again, that was the same. That was all in the same thing when I'd done those. And the, so I looked at those. And I don't. I'm not certain what colors I did with those. But he <laughs> doesn't care, so I can kind of go with anything. Yeah. But I was frustrated, and I started going over that. And I'm like, Ugh, this isn't looking. I, I'm just nothing's looking like I wanted it to look. And I, and huh. I am not the guy who's a perfectionist. I am not. Yeah. I am not a a, a best painted type of guy i am not a you know i'm i'm not going for fancy i'm just trying to go for decent yeah. and i didn't even feel like it was decent and maybe it's because that that hobby muscle that you know that you know when you're constantly painting a little bit all the time you get into mm-hmm. that groove oh yeah and i'm uh, i mean i don't know maybe it's that I'm, my eyes you know I'm, i need these glasses more <laughs> and they but I'm even having trouble staying in the lines now. And, I, you know, it's like, and I mean, yeah. I'm not blaming it on turning 50 next month, but I'm just kind of getting old and seeing the stuff is getting harder. And it was just everything sort of, and I'm not trying to be a sad sack here. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not trying to, I, I don't want to bring the, everybody down. I'm, I was, it was, it was a real frustrating thing. Mm. Uh, and I've never had that level of frustration when hobbying. You know what I mean? Yeah, it should be a joy, not a chore. Right, and it and it that's what it was. It just didn't feel like I, I it was it was I was just getting aggravated doing it. Yeah. And so I'm I'm stepping away uh you know, working on this, doing a couple other things. I think I'm going to try again maybe this weekend to sit down one evening and and mm-hmm. and pick it up again. Now maybe that, paint maybe paint one of the bigger models, you know, paint like that What is that thing called like the the is it the Bone breaker, whatever it is, oh, that guy riding a traga. Yeah, well, the, paint, yeah, the traga guy. guy. Paint that thing's huge. Or the swamps, the swamp sticker, or the or the scum drecker, or the snatcher snapple. It's like every oh, yeah. everything on that. Maybe, maybe not that one, but the. Uh, they all sound dirty and gross. What's, what's what's the one where the guy rides the other? The thing? giant that's, troll. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the break a boss on Meyer brute traga. There you go. One. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe I will. That's it. Um, I, uh, I, uh, what do you call it? I did get, now, I did get, there's a, a, a fan of the show named Matthew Eskridge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I needed to do some, uh, I needed more banners and musicians because the ones that yeah. come in the, in, the, I got all those from the, 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 the Dominion set and they only have a, a champion. Right. So he's he's got a himself a 3D printer and he printed oh. me up some extra banner like things to to that I can make yeah. to use some for, for some conversions. That's cool. Um and a couple of alternate sculpt things. Sure. Uh, some great stuff. He also sent me like it was just great. He was a really nice guy and he sent me a he's been talking to me in fact uh I I think I might get a small 3D printer for my birthday. Mm. Just to just to just to play around with cuz there's yeah, all sorts yeah. of other stuff like um that's a hobby in its own right. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. I'm 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 trying to decide if I have that kind of time. 
Yeah. Um, but it seems pretty cool. Uh, and he sent me some really neat stuff that he's been printing off, including some misprints so that we could use for basing. Okay. Uh, but he also sent me like a, like one that uh, like a Popeye action figure that I could build and put together and paint. Wow. Um, and and then he had uh, like an alternate sculpt vulture thing because I've got the one, but I was thinking yeah. about running the one with the hero. Sure. And he's like, here, this it's not exactly the same, but put put it together and use it, you know, until you decide if you want to what you want to do, you know. And it's uh, it's some really nice, really nice, really cool stuff. Just you know, extra banners, extra this, extra that stuff, yeah. you know, bits to play with and um, kind of got me really interested in getting the whole, because you can get a whole setup for about 300 some bucks, which, sure, you know. It, you have to keep buying, re- well, there's different kinds, right? There's a resin type. It's a resin. Another. So okay. it's it's not the plastic. So it, like the yeah. stuff he sent me had like no, you know, those little line, you know, the, the little, you know, the little jaggedy parts of your sure. None of that was on there. They were really nice. Some really cool stuff. Wow. So I was just like, this is kind of neat. But so uh, I'm, I'm really thinking about biting the bullet on that because, you know, like I said, birthday's coming up. And I was told I could get something fancy since I'm, you know, half a century. Apparently you get <laughs> something nice. But uh you get something nice, and apparently, you know, uh, gastric bypass surgery and liposuction are not on the table as gifts. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you get a colonoscopy for your fiftieth. Well, birthday. no, there that's okay. That that I that I can pass on. But you know, <laughs> if you can't make me thin for my birthday, you might as well just give me other extra hobby toys to fill in down here in the crypt. But that's that's the extent, you know, of my hobby is frustration, which I hate to say, you know. Yeah. Um, because I have been going through and reading and looking at the FAQs and doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm, like I said, I am, I am so excited to go play in a couple of weeks for the weekend. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm, I'm uh, in fact, uh, I'm in the middle of a grad school class, which I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing another class, trying, I'm slowly but surely plowing, plowing through this. Yeah. Hopefully, a year from now, I'll be done. That's fantastic. But uh, class ends the Sunday before I leave. And uh, I'll be taking that next little session off, and then it starts up again the, like, the week after Adepticon. So okay, I'll have, perfect. like, I'll be, off for, I'll be off for this trip, my birthday, and Adepticon, and then back at it. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's literally perfect timing <laughs> to take a little break. Um, so I'm just kind of finishing this up, and I'm going to try to do some painting, and I'm, I'm hoping that that weekend, I mean, it's going to be basically lots of Age of Sigmar, and then in the evenings, uh, hanging out, watching movies, and playing Kill Team. Nice. And I, I have, uh, I got a Harlequin Kill Team. Yeah. And that, I maybe that's it. Maybe I should just, like, put some purple on the Harlequins and yeah, just, just mess around guys. with them. Because who cares? You know, like I said, that's not the full army. It's It's literally, like, 12 models. Yeah, I mean, just contrast paint and paint their guns black and you're done. Yeah, I'm just going to give that a shot, see what I can do, maybe throw a couple of heart and diamond decals on them. If, sure. I, can, it's, I, I found that I actually am pretty good with decals. Yeah. When I was putting them on the shoulder pads for the for the uh, the Stormcast and for the Ultramarines yeah. I had. Well, it's all about micro-set and micro-solve. That right? is a godsend. Those yeah. two... Those two things, yeah, it just works beautifully. So maybe that's what I'll do because I'm so hyped for that. And but it just every time I sit down with this stuff, I'm like blarg. Mm. So well, what are you gonna do? I'm just old and cranky. Get off my lawn. So, <laughs> all right, uh, you got any other? 
Uh, other. Um, it's been watching TV. We've been watching Yellowstone. We were enjoying that one. You're the second person who just told uh, just a, just yeah. the other day a friend of mine's like, "You've been watching this?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't." He's like, "Oh, it's pretty cool." Yeah, it's good. We've been watching that. I've uh, been watching the the Peacemaker show I, with John Cena. That's it's, on my list to watch. I haven't oh watched that yet. It's uh, it's pretty good. And then the Boba Fett show. I've been watching that. I'm enjoying the Boba Fett show. I know some mm-hmm. people aren't. I haven't watched the latest episode, but yeah, I, I I have not seen it either. People say it's very good, but I haven't really had a beef with really any of them. Yep. I mean, there ha- I mean, there has to be some setup. You can't just. I, don't I know. mean, there's some, there's some, there's some things that that are great and some things that aren't as great, you know, and that's fine. That's fine with me. I I yeah. I like watching Star Wars stuff. I like Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, I have been watching Boba Fett. See, I go to trivia on Wednesday nights, so I don't get to watch it on Wednesday when it comes oh, out. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I've been watching Boba Fett. Uh, heck, what did we do? When the kids were home, we watched. Uh, I watched Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso's mm-hmm. wonderful. It's really good. It really is. Uh, I really enjoyed that show. Um, Ghosts. Mm, I've not seen that. It's on Paramount Plus. It's this is the first season on yeah. Paramount Plus. Um, couple inherits a house. Yeah. And lady has a near death experience, and as she's just almost since she kind of fell into the realm of death for a moment, now she can yeah. see the ghosts. Gotcha. It's based off like an English series, I which, believe. If you have HBO Max, you can watch the British version, which I really? think I like a little better. Hmm. It just seems I, I, it, they're slightly different ghosts because you got different yeah. ghosts because they're in a different place so you wouldn't have certain types of ghosts in those sure. places um yeah. but it's like if you die there that's where you have to stay on that property and it's funny because like like they they sleep but they don't ex- like they can walk through walls but they don't fall through the floors and they literally address it on the show they're like they're talking <laughs> up she's talking she's like she's like wait you you go through the walls but you don't fall through the floors? Like, yeah we don't understand it either just don't don't ask questions none of us <laughs> understand how this works and yeah. it's just great it's a it's a really fun show i love it um. Well, we both got our copy, our 4K. Oh, I, I don't know if you got 4K. I got 4K we copy did. of Dune. We, yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, it's still awesome. I've seen yeah, it now 27 times <laughs> up from third, up from 23. I love that movie so much. Yeah. Um. And then we've just been, uh, I've just been sort of just watching this, that, and the other. Morgan, who my daughter, who is an MCU fanatic, never oh. watched Daredevil. Like she oh, wasn't boy. a big okay. fanatic when the when yeah. those came out on Netflix, she wasn't that wasn't her okay. thing. Yep. And then she watched uh, some other thing where Daredevil came in, and I don't want to talk too much about because don't want to yep. ruin things. Yep. But she saw Daredevil, and then she was watching uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. And then Very other good. stuff referenced back to Daredevil. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why don't you sit down and watch it with me? And I haven't watched it in a while. I forgot yeah. how awesome. That show did you, is. Did you power watch the whole series? No, no, we're all. She's. We're just like we've been watching a couple episodes <laughs> okay. tonight. We're on halfway. Say. That's. Hey. I forgot that. Now that's back when they started with thirteen up, ep- thirteen one-hour yeah. episodes per season. Yeah, there's a kind. Of, there's a lot of filler in some of these. Uh, yeah, but it's also. I, it's, I like that there's their world building and their story building, and they've yeah. got a bunch of characters. Mm-hmm. Season two, the Punisher comes in, and oh, that's yeah. amazing. The Punisher stuff is way cool. 
But uh, I just I'm watching. I remember that all of a sudden it's in it's in episode two at the end that fight scene that one continuous shot yeah. where the camera that's yeah. yeah. one and the in and out, like they go they smash through a door and the camera's just in the hallway and you hear the fighting and they fly that fight scene and yeah. I'm, I know we're totally off topic but. <laughs> When he's jumping and punching and hitting these guys, and like he does one of those flips in the air and hits him, and he lands on the ground, and like all these guys are lying, and he stands up and he's just standing there panting, just trying to catch his breath, waiting for them. Then the guys yeah. slowly get up and come at him, and then he fights again. Yeah. Just the exhaustion. Yeah, I of remember him. that scene; it's so cool. And it's and it's like four or five minutes of straight fighting, and mm-hmm. I defy any like you watch this, and after two minutes, he's huffing like a steam engine, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know what? Just go full out hardcore cardio type, just hitting yeah. a punching bag or doing anything. Yeah. Well, full yeah, out for actually, three, yeah. four minutes in a row. Because they actually filmed that and people actually did that. And he's, it's ex- and I'm like, wow, yeah. this is a really amazingly realistic fight yeah. scene. Yeah. Like for Super all, cool. yeah, it was so good. Yeah. And then you get episode four and then Kingpin shows up and just commits one of the most brutal murders uh, with the car door. Remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah I do. I'm sitting out here watching it with Morgan, and he's like, and it's just like, and, you know, the whole time she's like, why? And I'm like, oh, my God, Kingpin is so awesome. She's like, he's not very scary. And then he's like, <laughs> and then it's like, you embarrassed me in front, and in front of yeah. Vanessa. And, like, that sets him off to such an explosion of violence. Yeah. And I'm just like, and she's like, oh, oh, she's like, oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. I'm like, this show is fantastic. I forgot yeah. how much I loved Daredevil. And Charlie Cox is so good. And he's excellent. I mean, that, when did that series come out? It was a while 2014, ago. I think. Oh it was like gosh. eight years ago. Wow. So you're talking early days of MCU stuff back when they were just like, go ahead, Netflix. You can run this show, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's yeah. so I, I, I've actually recently got back into getting some doing like comics and stuff again too. So I've been kind of going back and collecting all the old Spider Mans that I missed, and went back and got the Black Cat series that I missed and that kind of stuff. So I have the I have the Marvel uh, Unlimited app on my iPad, and I can't I can't recommend that enough. That's fantastic. I heard about that. Oh man, it's great! You pay like a flat fee, like once a year. They yeah. give you a bunch of free stuff, and you can basically just read anything. It's wonderful. Yeah, my brother-in-law has that, and he's he yeah. loves it. Oh yeah. All right, so that's the toolbox. Before we take uh, another break, uh, I want to uh, the FAQ for Nurgle came out. Yep, and we should definitely address this. Indeed, small. Yet important changes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm, they addressed they addressed one of my questions. Yes, they did. Which makes me happy because a lot, you know, sometimes you have a question and it doesn't get answered or gets answered in a way that is unsatisfactory to you. And I was like, oh, you know what? This works I'm sure they listened to the show. And said, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Said, Man, we better get on this because Dave was wondering how this worked. Dave wonders how basic stuff works, and there it's actually quite apparent. He just doesn't understand how to read the rules sometimes. So nobody's listening to this show worrying about if I, about the rules. But I um, think you'd be surprised. Now I think it. I think it's interesting when they say, um, and I didn't even think about this. It's the the first you know the well 
the Rotbringer Coven, does it count as one unit or three units when it's <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a battalion? And it's like, it's three units. It's three dudes. Yeah. Which is kind of great because if you're trying to fill out these battalions to get to max yeah. out your battalion numbers, and that that seemed like how it should be to me because it does say oh, it counts sure. as one, but it's three separate units when you use it. So yeah. I like that rule. Um, I never even thought about this. Can you clarify the CP in Corrupted Regrowth? <laughs> yeah. Is it is that, contagion is that, points or command points? And I was like, like, whoops. Yeah, you need a different abbreviation yeah. <laughs> at that point because uh, I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. I mean, we're talking about Games Workshop. I mean, they have they have two things called, you know, they have two things like called the same, you know, two units called the same thing all over the place. You know? Yeah. So I didn't think about that. Uh, you know, can you set up a Naromaw, uh that you summoned using contagion points uh, outside of your own territory? Yes. yes. Um, can I use the host of chaos allegiance abilities in wrath of the ever chosen as a maggotkin sub faction? No, no, that has been replaced now. It's not usable, and that right. makes sense. That's 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 the that's the Archeon thing. So right, um, the feculent Naromaw, which apparently I didn't even realize was a problem until other people pointed it out. Oh yeah, because uh, it's because it's like per War Scroll, right? I have three War Scrolls. Each tree generates a contain, you know, a contain or a point per other tree. So I have three. That means I get one, two, three. This one gets one, two, three. This one gets one, two, three. So I get nine. Like, no, you get three. I, you know what? And I keep looking at the rules, and I guess that never – I don't even see how you would read it that way. But it's, it's because each scroll is its own entity. Right? Oh. Uh, so yeah. the scroll says I get one for each on the table. Yep. Plus one for each other tree. And so, it gets, so, one, so it gets one for itself. And, and it then, gets one for each other tree. And then that see, other I tree has I would, its own war scroll. I guess I would never three. think of it as another war scroll because yeah. why would I lay three different three? I, I, that never crossed my mind. And when people said it, I'm like, why would you even think that? And I get it. I, I understand. Yeah. I mean, once it was explained to me, I said, right. okay, I, yeah. So I'm, you know, you get one. It's yeah, one, one per, per tree. tree. That's per it. Tree. That's yep. that's it. I remember you like I don't know how to get seven CPs oh, I know how. in my first how, turn. How. Oh, now you know how. So you want to explain this one? Sure. So if you want to get seven CPs on your first turn, you get three. Well, first you got to take the the foul foul host. Okay. The one, that, the one that lets you bring a second tree. Okay. And then you bring Horticulus Slimex, and then he gets to grow a tree. At right. The beginning of your hero phase. Right, so, so they, there's three, and you get three. So you got three, uh-huh. and then you get an extra one because no wins in your deployment zone on turn one. So you have seven. So now you can summon a bio piper or a scrivener at your leisure. Interesting, for free, right um, away. Now there are four uh, errata changes. Yeah. Um, now, how did the flask change again? I was looking at this. Some yeah. of these changes are so incredibly subtle. It's like one word changes. Right. So, Feculin Flask said a beast of Nurgle model would spawn if the bear died. 
but failed to clarify under what circumstances they died. Oh, so now it's and before it said if the bear is slain, and now it says if the yeah. bear is slain by this artifact. Yeah. So yeah, they said if they died as a result of this artifact, then you get. So before, beast. if you had the flask and <laughs> yeah. they died, and you didn't use the flask, you still right. got a beast. Now it's like <laughs> no, you only get it if yeah, this if thing kills rolls, them. If they kills them, right? Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, so, Noxious, uh, Noxious Nexus. Nexus. That was yep. my question. Yes. It they counts said, as two units instead of one, and, I, and I, I, I have it written here in the book still. How does this change the rule? You get one <laughs> if they're near any. Does this mean they get one for being near each unit? No. Now it just basically, now it, they changed that to if an enemy unit is within three inches of the bearer at the end of the movement phase or the combat phase, you yeah. give two disease points to that unit instead of yeah. one. So right. whoever has this, you want to give this to something that's going to be in the thick of it because you want yep, this like guy a, to be near as many units as possible. So like a Lord of Afflictions, yep. put it on that guy. He whoop, flies up forward, gets in range of a bunch of stuff, two, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the gifts of Nurgle battle tactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad that they cleared that up, and I'm glad that, uh, yeah, I'm... Well, you can use it now, and now it's cool. Yeah, I don't. I uh, I'm not saying it's a one plus, but that's one. If if you're counting on disease points, yeah, I think that's fantastic. And uh, well, I've already yeah. been playing. I've already heard a couple of people. I haven't been playing, but a couple of people have sent me messages and emails saying that we're playing with it, and they're like, "It is that the disease points are doing so much killing." Oh yeah, they do. That I yeah I've been noticing that. So then, what's next? The gift of Nurgle battle tactic, which used to say, uh, "You complete this if all friendly units that were on the battlefield at the start of this turn inflict at least one disease point on at least one enemy unit during this turn." This is kind of I'm 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 just gonna call it poorly worded because if I get one disease point. Being near any of them, how do you mm-hmm. know which one gave you the disease point? And how, how yeah. do if you've got three near one unit, do they they can't all give it a disease? It, it gets one. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It the wording. This is another one that the wording itself doesn't yeah. make sense based on how it works. Right now it now says it's, now it's any unit. Yeah. yeah. Well, now it just they have to be near it. It doesn't say they have right. to give them if three or more friendly units are within three inches of the same enemy unit. At the end yep. of this turn. So yep. you got to get three units by one other unit and not every... It makes it so much easier. Oh, that would be... Yeah, that's not too crazy. No, because... I mean, I don't think it was impossible to get the other one either. I mean... Well, I mean, how can all... I mean, once again, how do all the units inflict a disease get point? A disease, oh, from every... Oh, yeah, that would be hard. How, be, well, because if, if I have two units... Next to yeah. one unit, and they're only next to that one unit. It's only going to yeah, take yeah. one disease point. I, I, my right. opponent could totally argue. Well, only one of them is technically giving him the disease point, right? Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Yep. It was poorly worded based on how disease points worked. Yep. Now it's easier and simpler, and it's not based on that. Just get three guys up near one guy. Just get yeah. that. You know. And that's not too. You could, you could see where you could get that one. That's a pretty easy one, I think. Oh sure. Yeah. A small unit. I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, I mean it's, I, it's going to be like a hero, like a unit, and then like another, another any a small or, unit, yeah, or it's yeah. just a couple of small yeah. units, or a unit of flies, yeah. or a unit of you know, yeah. you know, uh, 
especially if you're playing against like I like to play with, you know, my night haunts got little twenty oh, man, thirty man hordes. It's easy to get three units in. Yep. Um, and then Hoticulus Slimex. This is another one of those. Yeah. Thing I never. I I sat there and read it and said, how is that different? And I had to read <laughs> it twice. And I literally had yeah. to take my book out. Yeah. And hold it right next and go back and forth. Um, the original rule said you can set up uh, Narl Maw within this, within that, and it says more than three inches away from all other models. Other models. Other and, models. Yeah. Before it said from all uh, models. All models, including itself. Well, it didn't say including itself, but a, a three inches from all models would include itself, <laughs> include I suppose. itself. Because area effect things affect, unless it says otherwise, area effect affect the yeah. model that does it. So technically, you, you couldn't be able to use it. You couldn't place it because right. it is a model. So now they literally added just the word other. other. Depends on what your definition of the word is. <laughs> so that's it. I mean, not not a ton of changes. It it, <laughs> yeah. it clears up the narrow maw question. It fixes. The Noxious Nexus, and it fixes the gifts of Nurgle. Yeah. And then the other two are really, those are just yeah. slight technical wording changes to to make it fit without any questions. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, I'm not complaining at all. It works. Not sure why it took them so long, but. Yeah. Considering it's one page, and they said two weeks, this was this was more than two weeks. Oh, yeah. So that was, yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly just don't care. But it, it's out now. It's done. We're happy. I wonder if I, I wonder if anyone played at a tournament with the with the exponential contagion points from the trees. Oh, I'm certain could... somebody did. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, it's all about Gotrek. Cool. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and at grognardgames.com. They are now open daily from 12 to 7 for your gaming pleasure. Now, if you want, you can go into the store, find what you need. Not comfortable going into the store, even with a mask on? Call them up for curbside pickup. Or order online at grognardgames.com. They've got what you need. They've got Warhammer. They've got Dungeons & Dragons. They've got Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've got Battletech. They've got a huge pre-owned section, and you can find it on grognardgames.com or in the store. Now, you can't play in the store right now. Still got to have social distancing protocols, and if I got to stay more than six feet away from you, probably can't play a game of Magic. Probably going to be pretty difficult to play a game of Warhammer either, but you can still get all your hobby needs met at Grognards because if the world starts to reopen and your hobbying starts to take off again, you know you're going to need stuff, and you can find it at Grognards. And why? No why. Because there's always something happening at Grognards.
And we are back. Hello. Hello. Um. Uh, all right, Gotrek Gurnison. Gotrek. Gotrek. Gotrek? It's Gotrek. Hmm. Actually heard it pronounced by the guy who wrote the books, and if you listen to the audiobooks, it's Gotrek. Like, that's the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Gotrek as well, and I was corrected, literally by the author. So, mm-hmm. Gotrek Gurnison. <laughs> And I mispronounce a lot of these names. I, you know, I say Nagash, and I don't know why it's Nagash. I don't know why it's, it's that sounds so harsh, and it doesn't flow with any of the stuff I've heard from Egyptian pronunciations of anything. But whatever. What is it? A- what is it actually? It's Nagash. Nagash. Yeah, and I'm like, it's Na- Nagash. It's not Nagash. <laughs> uh, Nagash. I think. I think in the book, Gotra calls him Nagash. You know, it's like I don't know. I've heard it different ways. I don't care. Nagash. Yeah, I. You know. He's that the, the cool god of death. Uh, <laughs> tome. But uh, wait, can we read the the, the Go Trek tome, please? I will. It is tome. It's not tomb. <laughs> Very good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Great googly moogly. You're, you're killing me. The English teacher in me wants to reach through the computer and strangle you. <laughs> All right. So listen, Gotrek Gurnison. Um. If you only play Age of Sigmar, yeah, uh, he's in Age of Sigmar. He's got a model and rules. Yes, and he does, and they're ridiculous. I've never used them. I and use them well, sometimes. they should be. Next game we play, he's in there. <laughs> can you take him? You play all yeah. like can, can, he can't go into a chaos army. He can go in my Stormcast army. He can go in your Stormcast army. You go right ahead and put him in. I won't have any fun because he will he'll single-handedly <laughs> wipe out my army. He is bananas, and I love Great. him. He is. He's fantastic. But, He's well, good. he should be. Um, yeah, I agree. Now, for those of you – now, if you just see him in Age of Sigmar, there's not much about him, really. Like, there's not much in the rule books. Right. You know, there's very little He looks history. like a fire slayer. He does. And the fire slayers practically worship him. He ain't a fire slayer. Let's put it that way. He's not a fire slayer, uh, and he doesn't like them. No. Um, it's he's, it's, a, he's a slayer. He is a slayer. Uh, meaning, meaning what? Well, and that's the thing, and that's what's hap- That's what we're going to delve into here, right. because he pops into the mortal realms. Mm-hmm. From literally, somewhere else, literally walks through a portal. Yes. Um, now, once again, if you're just going from what's in the rule books, there's not much there. If you have read some of Darius Hinks' books, and Darius Hinks was on the show uh, a couple years back, mm-hmm. I had him on talking about his books, uh, and I love the new books for from Age of Sigmar. Uh, yeah. What is it? It's I forget. What's it? Git Slayer, Realm Slayer, and Ghoul Slayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so it's Realm Slayer, Ghoul Slayer, and then Git Slayer. So there's three Gotrek Gurnison books in the Mortal Realms. Yeah. Um, but let's 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 go back. Let's go back. Let's go let's, back to a land that time forgot. Yes, uh, and not the Night. one with the little dinosaurs. <laughs> the um, night. <laughs> You go back to the world that was. Indeed. And the land of the dwarfs. Let's call them yeah. what they were back then. Let's let's go back yeah. to a time when Dwarden were dwarfs. 
Yeah. And Slayers. Elves were elves. Yes. Elves, elves were elves. Orcs and men were, were men. orcs. Yes. And, and a lumberjack. And men were Germanic. <laughs> um, <laughs> From tree to tree. <laughs> so. I'm a lumber- oh, sorry. That's fantastic. I, I'm always happy to, to entertain a little Monty Python. Slayers. Yeah. In the world that was mm-hmm. were dwarves that had done something to disgrace themselves among their yeah. people. Yeah. They had committed some sort of thing that shamed them so bad mm-hmm. that the only way they could redeem their name and take their shame away was to die a superheroic death in battle. So Preferably what, against the nastiest biggest monster they could find. And that's and this is an interesting point, okay? First of all, they would go to uh and I forget which where where it was. It wasn't Karak 8 Peaks. It's a Kara uh, um uh, oh my god. Yeah. But there was a Slayer King and yeah. and was it Karak Kadrin? Karak Kadrin, I think. Yeah. I think that was it. Uh and you would go there, and you would ritually shave your head, mm-hmm. and you know, and these are dwarves, so shaving in general, you know, you would shave your hair into uh, uh, down, uh, and at the shrine of Grimnir, right? Yes, that's where it was. And then Caracadron, uh, yeah, we were right. Yeah, Caracadron. As your as your hair grows back, you would keep it in a mohawk. Yep. And you would dye it orange. And yep, you would you keep and spike it up with like animal grease with, or whatever. Yes, animal fat. Um, and Get all tattoos and stuff. Then you would go out to battle. You would not wear any ar- You would not wear armor. Yeah, because if you're trying to die, why would you wear armor? Right. You need to die. And but here's the thing: you can't purposely die. Yeah, because no self-respecting dwarf is going to die on purpose. He's going to try. You can't to- throw the fight. He's- He's going to kill that monster, or he's going to die trying. Preferably, he'll die while he's killing the monster. Right. Yeah. The bigger the monster, the bigger the enemy, the greater yeah. your redemption is. Yeah. yeah, and they all band together when they get to the battle site. So all the slayers will join up together, and like you know, they'll be the younger slayers, the troll slayers, uh-huh. what they were called, and they'll be led by the more experienced slayers the giant slayers because they've been around for a while they've and then the penultimate slayer were the dragon slayers and above them the demon slayers yes now the weirdest thing is in the old game they were Mm. different levels there was troll slayers giant slayers were just the the better level of troll slayers which were basically a, a, a unit type yeah, they were the unit champion of the Troll Slayer. Then right? you had the hero level, which was your yep. Dragon Slayer, and the Lord level, yep, which was your Demon Slayer. Yep, and they could have runes on their axes. Right? Yeah. And you'd play with these guys, and they would go into battle uh, Berserker style. Oh, yeah. And they were unbreakable in the fantasy game. Because they would never run. Because that's right. they, they, they fight to the death. That's what they do. Yep. Um... It's 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 a cool army concept back at the uh, Storm of Chaos. Yeah, they have a whole army of these guys. 
with the Doom Seekers, the guys with the axe heads on chains, which were yeah. just I have about a dozen of these models and they are my they are my favorite They're models. Awesome. They, I, I, and they're those those chains are flimsy. A couple of the axe heads have broken off, but that's yeah. not the point. That a point war is, machine? That a war machine? The, uh, Malachi McKyson. Yeah, Malachi is the axe thrower thing. His his goblin hewer, which was basically goblin a giant hewer. axe thrower. Malachi yeah. McKyson. Um, he's a he's an engineer. Yeah. Uh, and he was weird because he would go into battles and stuff, but he actually wasn't actively. Seeking his doom, like he was building crazy engineering stuff that would get him yeah, in trouble well, with in, he, the Engineers he's Guild. In, he's in the series. He's in Dragon Slayer. Yes, he is. Um, he builds the airship. Yes, his the 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 spirit of the Grugny. Spirit of Grugny, yeah. Um, that's uh, he he's in there too. But Slayers, yeah, you know, are trying to atone for some wrong. Yeah, and Gotrek is a slayer he was, now he was, and he was a bad one he was terrible at it well and that's <laughs> the best part the the that's the if you are a dragon slayer or a demon slayer and you have a really long <laughs> mohawk yeah the, if your hair is if, if your mohawk's getting really long it means you haven't been able to find your death in battle which right. means you are an amazing fighter but you yeah. are a horrible slayer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't, you're not dead yet exactly um, yeah. And this was one of the greatest things in the books is Gotrek was eternally cranky yeah, because he kept living. Right. He'd go into these battles against ridiculous odds and win. Yeah. Um, so this, the, the hook in this is how we get to know him, I guess, is he meets... Do we want to go there? Do we want to go to like the origin sure. of? Let's yeah. Well, the first the first story. The, now the first couple of books are books of short stories. Yeah. Um, I think it's the first two books are books of short stories, and then they well, get into full length novels. Well, Troll Troll Slayer is a, is a novel, but there I think it's I think that one. No, is... No, Troll Slayer is is short the, stories. It is okay. So because that starts Slayer, off. The first one is Gehemmen's Knock. That's the first yeah. story I remember reading. Yeah. And uh, these that's are... The, the goblins, right? No, that's when they go out and they go to find that girl who was kidnapped uh, by the, oh, yeah, by yeah, the yeah, Slaanesh yeah. cult. Yep. And they're yep. trying to save the, Slaanesh, the girl from the Slaanesh cult. The goblins yep. are later in that book. That's where, go that's where Gotrek gets his eye put out. Yes. Goblins. <laughs> yes, Gotrek only has one eye. He's fighting almost an entire army of goblins, and one of them manages to take out his eye. Right. Um, in which they constantly refer to as him. He, he gets it gets itchy. He moves his eye patch and knuckles, and and knuckles yeah. his eye socket to itch yeah. it, which is just it's constantly doing that. It's so gross. <laughs> um, but we start this book by actually the character who. The story is always told through is Felix. Felix. Felix yep. Jaeger. Felix Jaeger. He's a remembrancer. Yes. And um, he gets the job because he gets um, saved by Godre. Yeah. He, the, win the window tax riots in Altdorf or yeah. Nelm, right? Yeah, and all, so his family's from Altdorf. Altdorf, right. They yeah. are rich merchants. His father's right. a rich merchant. His older brother uh, is is part of the family merchant. Uh, Felix is, has gone to school. He's got an education, but yeah. he's got the heart of a poet. Right. Um, he doesn't really want to go into the family business. He wants an adventure. Right. He 
get he's been kicked out of several schools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but he was expelled from university for dueling. And of course he was. Because that's yeah. the type of stuff that he gets into, you know? Yeah. yeah. He got into a duel. I think he killed the guy. I and think so, so he he gets kicked out of the school. He's out there drinking. He gets in he the window tax that the gets, window tax riots. He he basically is out there. People are protesting the window yeah. tax. Um, he basically, and we never get the full details on this. Yeah, he he gets basically trampled by the crowd. Well, and also he's a. Yeah. I mean, he's wanted for this. He kind of he's one of the Start. people who accidentally starts the riot. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and w- when it gets out of hand. God, now, Godrek's not. Godrek does not fight in the window tax riot. This is not worth his time. Yeah. However, he does manage to save this young human. Yeah. Who he constantly refers to as Manling. Right. Um, he saves him. Felix offers to buy him a beer, which is one of the few ways that you know you can actually not get punched in the face by Godrek. He's actually going right. to be nice. So they start drinking all night long. He gets drunk. He talks to Godrek. Find, you know, realizes that a slayer is you know he's off on a quest to find glory in death and battle and redeem yeah. his name. Yes, and so he, a, vol- he volunteers to be his remembrancer. He vows. He swears he vows it, right. to follow Gotrek and yeah. record his death and record his death in an epic poem. Right, and if so you know that, anything about dwarves, he can't just make a vow to a dwarf and then not carry through. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a thing. Well, and Gotrek accepts it, but even Gotrek, like even in those early books, there's this whole thing where he even talks about how men never keep their vows. He doesn't quite expect Felix to keep his vow. Felix surprises yeah. him by yeah. following him as long as he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's following him off to death. Now, Felix is obviously drunk because if you follow Gotrek into a battle that is so bad that he's going to die, yeah. The odds of you walking out of it? <laughs> yeah. Well, during these battles, Felix quickly learns the safest place to be is next to Gotrek. Yes. So, so he's usually defending Gotrek's back. You yes. Know. So that's, that, that's that's the safest place. So he winds up in these stories, but it's always told from his point of view. Right. Um, you never get. You. I don't think there's ever a point in any of these books. Where the perspective is from Gotrek's perspective, it'll it'll there, it's a it, there's the the third person narrator, but there are times when it's directly in Felix's mind. Yeah. You know, Felix is feeling this, he's thinking this, he's upset about this. Right. Uh, sometimes it'll flip over. They meet another th- some other characters like Max the Wizard. Mm-hmm. It'll flip to his point of view. You never are inside Gotrek's head. He's always viewed from outside, from someone else. Yeah. Um, he is eternally cranky because he can't seem to die in battle. Right. Um, because, and then at some point, he, I, I don't know. I feel like he knows he can't. So he just like starts doing just crazy stuff. Well, know? and that's the thing. He's looking. Yeah. He he. So he start. That's is that, but that's what all slayers do. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. you're fighting things, and you're constantly looking for something bigger, right? Um, and yeah. basically, because you can see it in the books, like the, the 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 stakes get higher as the books progress. You know, and eventually, and what what winds up happening, and I remember before they finished off the series for the world that was before yeah. Age of Sigmar started, 
mm-hmm. people were joking that Gotrek's doom has to be so great that it's got to uh, encompass the like it's got to encompass the end of the world. It's got to be something so cataclysmic that he literally saves the world or dies when the entire world dies because he's killed so many things. Yeah. Now, let's talk before we get too deep. Let's talk about some of his friends. Now, we've talked about Felix, yep. who is the human who sticks with him. Now, I do want to point out a couple of things about Felix. Mm-hmm. Felix is brave. Felix oh, yeah. is a romantic. Felix is a guy who is uh, he sort of is supposed to embody us in a way. Yeah. He's uh, he's supposed to he's supposed to, I think he represents the reader, you know, he's sort of, he's of a course. human, you know, so you identify with him. Yeah. Um but he he's magic's he, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a really he's a good person and he's out of his depth yeah and it makes you mad when he's not a good person in the books you actually get upset with felix well and that's the thing there are times and it happens throughout the stories and in fact in the first book it happens at least once in the first set of short stories they are working there's a a, uh like a wagon train moving through the what is it the um like the border princes yeah they're going through the border princes and they're helping protect the border prince's patrol, and he meets a girl. Yeah, and they fall in love, and the, the this group, if they get through the border, they're trying to find a place to stay and and set up this this a town with all these people because mm-hmm. they don't have a home anymore because their 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 home was destroyed. And he basically in this story. They fall in love. Gotrek can tell he cares about the woman. Gotrek doesn't say much about it. And you got to get the feeling that Gotrek expects him to ditch at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Because humans don't hold their oaths. Humans right. never hold their oaths. He expects him to ditch at some point. And Felix is going to ditch. Felix wants. Felix falls in love with this girl. And he's going to marry her and settle down and stay in this place and, and live a life of a farmer. And of course, during the battle, she gets killed before he tells Gotrek he's not going on with him, which is good because then he never actually has to tell Gotrek that he was going to break his oath. Right. But there are other times where he's just getting to the point where he's like, there are several times throughout these stories where he kind of wants to quit. Mm-hmm. He never so. does. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, up until you. Yeah. When we get to those last couple of books before the right. uh, before the end times, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, but on the whole, he's he is a good person, you know, and he and he mm-hmm. does care, um, and he's pretty much Gotrek's best friend, and Gotrek winds up being his best friend for sure. Um, even though Gotrek constantly call you know only calls him manling, and mm-hmm. is constantly gruff and terrible to him, he really is kind of terrible to him. Like they get along. <laughs> But he is just—he's—he's he's so surly. Um, along the way, they meet a couple other people. Um, yeah. They meet Max, this wizard, an Empire yeah. wizard. He's like a bright wizard, right? Yeah, and he's actually a pretty cool character. Uh, uh, he's good. He's—he's—he's he's, he's comes in very useful. He's in many stories because these guys' stories encompass some huge battles. That when oh, when, yeah. when Archaon attacks in the Storm of Chaos. Before the end times, um, Gotrek is dying to get to this battle mm-hmm. and take him on. That would be worthy. Um, 
but as as armies are advancing and things are happening, Max, you know, comes in, and um, he he's a wizard who is at their side. They meet Ulrika. Ulrika, yep, she's a, a Kislev princess, basically. a Kislevite princess. Uh, she and Felix have a a raging torrid affair. Yeah. Um, a couple of different times. A couple of times, and it's one of those things where she's kind of she's very the Kislevites are very different. Yeah. From the from you know they're they're from the from the people in Altdorf. And uh you know when Felix gets a little too romantic she pushes him away. Right. Which upsets him so then he doesn't want to show his affection and they they've got a really weird relationship. Yeah, I remember reading though I was just being super frustrated with that whole Oh yeah. story arc. <laughs> yeah. Which was the intention. Yeah. Um as that story goes along, Ulrika is great in a fight. Um, she goes with on missions. She does love him. There are parts where she totally is in love with him, but she also is like, I can't be in love with him. I've got duties and responsibilities. I'm a princess. Right. But she's a total warrior princess, too. Don't yeah. get, don't think of Disney princess type or one of the early right. Disney princess. Girl's a warrior princess. Eventually, she gets um, captured by and turned into a vampire. Right, in Vampire Slayer, I believe. Yes, and she beca- and she actually has her own series of books. I believe a trilogy, Ulrika the Vampire. Yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't. I did not read those. I read the first one. Uh, that was the only one I was able to find at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, she does again. Uh, <laughs> now a lot of these guys, a lot of these characters sort of come and go. They don't stay yeah. in the story at all times. Don't forget uh, Snorri Nosebiter. Oh, I how could I haven't? He's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Snorri Nosebiter is uh, a dw- uh, a slayer uh, who is a friend of Gotrek's. Yep. He also was a friend of Gotrek's before they were slayers. Yeah, Snorri Nosebiter's a moron. Snorri right. Nosebiter, I-, I believe he has brain damage, and I'm not. Well, he has, s- like, he, doesn't he have like na- a nail impaled in his skull? Uh, Snorri shaved his head, and his hair didn't grow back. Yeah. Uh, Snorri has three large three spikes. Na- yeah. Not nails, but, p- like, but not yeah. like, they're not nail. they're like railroad yeah. spikes yeah. that he hammered into his own skull and painted red yeah. to replace his hair that didn't grow. Um, but he was a moron before he had the spikes. Like Snorri was not bright, mm-hmm. uh, but he was a friend of Gotrek's. Um, and, and you don't know that right away, too. That is mm, when you find that out. And oh, my God, that is. Well, OK, no, that's later. We and we're going to talk we, about we that. Oh but, but they God. are friends and they and they do. Yeah. There are times when they talk about, well, they say, you know, Snorri. Yeah. And, I mean, when they talk about stuff, you know, they've known each other for a yeah. really long time. Well, before Felix came into the picture, they knew each other. Yeah. Uh, and Snorri hangs around with Gottrek because that's where the best fights are. Snorri. Right. Is now he's not bright, and he refers to himself in the third person. Yeah, um, he's good in a fight. He is great in a fight. He is, in fact, when they describe him, Snorri fights with two hammers, right? As opposed to Gotrek, who fights with an axe, the axe of Grimnir. And that's what, yeah, he found that it's a it's a rune axe made of what they call star metal. Mm-hmm. It's it's from something that fell to to the world that was. It's basically uh, it's uh, Grimnir gave it to him. Right, but there is other things that are made of star metal in that universe. Yes. It's but right. it's, he didn't give it to him; he found it. Yeah, 
Gotrek found this axe. It's also the only axe that has what like three master runes on it, right? Uh, it might be, yeah. Um, but Gotrek's axe is obviously a special axe, and the fact that he wields it, people know that he has been chosen for a special doom, which also yeah. upsets him because he just wants to die. <laughs> yeah. And he can't seem to find his death. Um, Gotrek is much larger than an average dwarf, too. In fact, right. it is hinted at in the books that his carrying that axe that is oh, a yeah. magical axe and that axe has beefed him up like it has Absolutely. affected him they talk about it a lot in demon slayer yes what the axe has done to go and he's he doesn't really age either no he doesn't age and he is thicker and wider and bigger than basically any other dwarf mm-hmm. um however snorri is just about like they they arm wrestle and mm-hmm. Snorri wins sometimes. Like Snorri doesn't have a magic axe that has buffed him out. Mm-hmm. He is just naturally monstrous. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I kind of love him because he is kind of a goof. Mm-hmm. Um, he always talks to young Felix. He calls him young Felix. Gotrek yeah. calls him Manling. Um, but there's all this stuff where he talks to young Felix and. Uh, he's he's much more friendly than Gotrek. He's a nice right. guy to he's a good guy to have there to get a dwarven perspective without so much bitterness and reluctance to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are those are pretty much the the characters that stay throughout the series. There are mostly. yeah, there are other dwarfs who show up and, yeah. and leave. Uh, some other slayers show up and die like slayers yeah. are supposed to. Right. Um, there they is... generally die. They generally die a heroic death. Oh cause, sure, because Gotrek makes it so a lot of times. Now I think it's either in I don't know if it's in Vampire Slayer or Zombie Slayer, but I know they meet up with uh, Krell, the Necromancer, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or and then who's the, wait, the they, White Lord? No, Krell. Yeah, Krell the Krell's White Lord. The White Lord. And who was the Necromancer? Uh, 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 oh. Why am I blanking on his name? God bless America, and I don't have that in front of me. It's not Dieter Heinrich Kemmler. Heinrich Kemmler, there you go. And there's a book where they fight against them, and there's a and they and they're under siege from all this undead. Kemmler's got the undead coming. Krell is coming. That and book is rough. That That's, book is because Gotrek literally he almost yeah. dies in that one. That's Zombie Slayer, right? Yeah, he comes as close to death as I've ever seen yeah. him come. Yeah, and. But one of the things I loved about that is there's another Slayer who's with them. And he finally has enough of Gotrek's grumblings, and they're fighting, and Krell's coming, and Gotrek's going up to him, and this this Slayer looks at him, and he's like, no. And he gets really mad, and he's like, no, get out of here. And he locks Gotrek away from the fight and basically tells him, you're the worst Slayer in the world. <laughs> and if any Slayer wants to find their, their doom, they can't be anywhere near you because you just won't die. And you kill everything that comes near you. And if I want to find my doom, and he basically cheats Gotrek out of this this fight. Yeah. And basically just tells him, you're the worst Slayer ever. <laughs> Everybody, all the other Slayers know, if you actually want to meet your doom, don't go anywhere near Gotrek Gurnison because mm-hmm. he the, the fool won't die. And he does. He locks the one door and locks Gotrek from the, and then dies in, ba- and finally gets to die in battle. Um, 
it's it's fantastic. Now, he fights all sorts of stuff. Now, there is somebody else we need to mention. One other character we need to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotrek fights oh. trolls, and he fights goblins, and he fights a dragon, which yep. Felix actually winds up killing. There is part where they go with um, one of the a knight from one of these holy orders of Sigmar. Yeah. Yeah, and they are going to. There was another knight from his order who had gone down into this keep to fight these things, and he died. And they went to go find him and retrieve this magical sword. blessed sword. Right. Uh, the knight retrieves the sword with the help of Gotrek and Felix down in this old dwarf hold, where it was a dwarf hold where uh, some there was a troll that had been had warp stone just like shoved into his body from other I don't I think it was from goblins mm-hmm. and it, the, not only uh, he had mutated so he's bigger and larger and he 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 regenerated faster than a normal troll this is another fight that Gotrek was having trouble winning yeah um this this knight finds the sword retrieves the sword but then is killed right. by the troll Felix takes the sword mm-hmm and that sword is not only magical but practically sentient, right? And it's yeah, it's it's uh, basically the the dragon sword. It's called Karagul. Yeah, it's a dragon slaying sword. It's got mm-hmm. a dragon carved into the hilt. When he fights with it, um, he it, it this is a cool thing. Felix feels a bloodlust when he fights with it. The sword wants to fight. Yeah, it's semi sentient. It really is. Yeah, it really um, comes into its own in the book Dragon Slayer. You yes. You really see it like, like whoa. Because that's when he actually starts to lose himself at times when he's fighting. He yeah. can feel it yeah. calling out to fight. Yeah. Um, it's it's a very neat weapon. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it helps Felix fight better. Mm-hmm. Um, after also, this is what it's, it's around this time where Gotrek has lost his eye. And because he he's missing his left eye, Felix always fights on his left side because he right. th- he's, he doesn't have the peripheral vision. Yeah, so it's fantastic. F- Felix always stands to Gotrek's left because Gotrek can't see there. It's his blind spot. Felix covers his blind spot for him. Um, that sword comes in. Very, it's very important as well because um, after the first invasion of chaos. Uh, from Archeon, yeah. um, which would say don't get to that fight, but Archeon just comes through and there's all this stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Max leaves along with Ulrika. Ulrika becomes a vampire. She leaves. Max leaves. Uh, Gotrek and Felix go off on their journeys again. Much later in the books, they meet up with them again, and it's been almost 20 years. Right. So they, yeah, they take it, they, they shoot ahead in the timeline. Uh, and they meet up with Max again. And they hardly recognize Max. Max has aged, and he's a wizard, and now he's looking more wizardly, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Max is like, "Wow, Felix, you haven't aged a day." And yeah. he's like, "Oh, thanks. I exercise. I, you know, I'm trying. You know, I, it's he's like, no, he's no, like, no, 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 no. He's like, yeah, you haven't aged because just being around Gotrek is having this effect. Yeah. So Gotrek's not aging. He's not, and he says it. It has possibly to do with Karagul. And definitely has something to do with him being around the Slayer. Like, the, mm-hmm. and he, and this one he tells me he's like, there, there, you, there's something. You guys have something important. Like, you are, you aren't just these two guys anymore. Like, there is right. obviously some fate that you are destined for that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Which this is, was the part of this is part of the hook that I really enjoyed. I was like, oh, there's something else going on here. This is awesome. It is. Uh, I will tell you one of the scenes that grabbed me, that really and choked me up because these are actually really well written. Oh, okay. The, the the William King ones are my favorite. The the early ones. Yeah, the Troll Slayer, Skaven Slayer, mm-hmm. Demon Slayer, Dragon Slayer, Beast Slayer, Vampire Slayer, uh, Giant Slayer are who, the are the William King ones. Who took over after Bill King? Nathan Nathan Long. And I like those two. Yeah, uh, Nathan um, Long. He went off on his own way, but he also did bring back some of these older characters and brought in yeah. stuff. He tried; it was his own style, but he tried to keep true to the to the the feel and the storyline. Yeah, I I had to get used to it. Like Orc Slayer was like, eh. but then Man Slayer, Elf Slayer, Shaman Slayer, Zombie Slayer. I think was the best. Was the one best of his. That Elf. one is that one is rough. Elf Slayer was one that uh, I I had a little trouble with. I would say of all the books Elf Slayer because they got captured and put on a black arc. Yeah. And they got he got like they were literally captured by elf slavers. Which right. okay, it happens. Like Gotrek, you know, but then like he lost his sword and I'm like or his axe and, and Felix lost his yeah. cuz they took him away cuz they were enslaved. And I'm like you're telling me they kept all that stuff near them? Like they were able to like they, that one I got know. a little that one the the, the storyline and i mean it's small things it's a world of right. fantasy but that right. that book the convenience level of the things that happened to them to yeah. get out of trouble was was yeah. was it's, ridiculous it's, it's a little it's it's kind of like you know little harry potter you know stuff going on here is like oh they just know how to do that okay yep. sure yeah, yeah well one of the things we find out in the series is before gotrek was a slayer he was an engineer right which is my favorite type of the dwarves right he yeah. knows Malachi McKyson. He thinks he's insane. He's like, you are crazy. He's yeah, like, there's a reason you got kicked out of the Engineers Guild. <laughs> yeah. He goes, and if they found out you were building stuff like this, they'd probably kill you because you are what you are doing is just out of line. Yeah, he's a very conservative dwarf. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he he's he is one of the dwarfiest dwarfs. If you think of the 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 grudge holding, uh. Well, you can see it. Well, he like meets like the kings of like the dwarfs, and he like gives them a hard time for being soft. Yeah, <laughs> like jeez. Yeah, he's he is uh, he is the dwarf. That's one of the things I love about him. He's yeah. and he's he is uncompromising. Right. You and know, like nobody and nobody can tell him what to do. Like even the dwarf kings have no authority over him well because he's a slayer he's like yeah. i'm seeking my doom in battle i don't care yeah. about anything else and there's nothing you're gonna do that's gonna stop me from doing what i need to do right which is what usually happens is that's how the stories usually take place is they he gets manipulated into doing something mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to do or yeah but the part that struck me was one of these one of the books and i forget which one it was but there was a bunch of dwarfs a bunch of dwarf slayers and Felix is sitting there, and they're all talking and telling stories. And Felix starts telling a story about some of the things that were happening with him and Gotrek. And as he gets to the end of the story, they're all silent. And they're all staring at him. And Snorri's like, don't stop, young Felix. These are good stories. And, and Gotrek introduces him as his remembrancer. And that's right. one of the first times that that word comes up where there's other dwarves around. And it was the first time I realized how important this was. Like, I knew it was important to Gotrek, like he wanted to be remembered. Yeah. But the other dwarves, 
treated Felix with a level of respect yeah. that you didn't see them give to Hugh. I mean, if you played Warhammer Fantasy and read any of this stuff, dwarves are always like, ah, shoddy human work. Yeah. Human, yeah. no one's as good as dwarves. You, yeah. you guys are okay. Everything's crummy. Nothing's yeah, as good they, as dwarves. They had, a, they had a swear word for human-made stuff. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> and if you called dwarf-made stuff by that, them were yeah. fighting words, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and, and, and the thing is, they would call it that and that and even if stuff was like okay yes this is yes it's some of the best human stuff i made but it's still this you know yeah. or best human stuff i've seen but it's still this yeah. when they say that he's his remembrancer and they start talking gotrek's not there the level of respect he and you start to realize i got choked up reading that part yeah and felix doesn't even realize it he doesn't realize yeah, this honor that he has been bestowed with. Yeah. Right. And and how much and and the thing is as you start reading the books, you get about to the third or fourth book. Once you get to Dragon's Dull Demon Slayer, they oh, fight man. a greater demon. They they fight, they, they fight a bloodthirster. Yeah, they go up this is amazing. They go up to the to the to the to the wastelands in the north. Yeah. To go sure. uh, they, they had been up there before. That's where Gotrek had gone up in the first journey and found the axe. Right. And uh, that was before he became a slayer, I believe. It was. He was uh, that's he, he was just on a, he was a caravan in a caravan of dwarves trying to up, find trying to find this lost city basically. This is one of the Which, cities cuz back in the world that was yep. they had basically giant warp gates. Almost yeah. like realm gates, you know, but they were more like webway portals, I guess you would call them. Yeah, there's one in the in the there north. One in the north and one, one in the, the south. south. Right. And the one in the north shattered. And this right. is where the magic uh the magic from the chaos The winds of magic flew from, through this portal and it was basically it was like it was a portal to the realm of chaos. And chaos and demons it, would it pour out there, you know, but yeah. it would it would get weaker and weaker as it got farther south. Right. Um, but it was very powerful. It was powerful enough that the dwar that the elves had to make that that whirlpool of magic yeah, yeah, to the maelstrom. To, yeah, yeah, to suck out the the that chaos magic from the world. Yeah, it all. Yeah. Yeah, and all of this stuff was happening. So they go up there because there were there were dwarven holds up there, and when the when the chaos gates when all this stuff happened. And that chaos magic fell through. These guys basically got cut off. They locked up their 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 holds, yeah. and were under siege. Um, and in the one story, they had gone up there and they had failed. And now they're going up there a second time. There's another expedition going, mm-hmm. and this time they're going to go. Now he's a slayer. Yeah. They go up there. They find the place. It has been hundreds of years. Yeah. Since this place was locked off. Um, how old? How old is Godrick? <laughs> well, no, it had been hundreds of years. They they'd been locked out yeah, for hundreds of years before he went the first time. I know, but he's yeah. old. Yeah, but I think this was only like this, this. This was only I think like sixty or seventy years later they went back again. Yeah, but they'd been locked off for hundreds of years mm-hmm. when they got there because of the way chaos magic, excuse me, magic works and the way the warp works. Mm-hmm. They only thought they'd been there for a few years. And they also were afraid because they thought they did when when the chaos magic swept down and everything was surrounded by chaos. Yeah, they just figured the whole world like they thought they were the last survivors in the world. It was really sad. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then a bloodthirster shows up and tries to destroy them all, and it's and and of course they got to kill it. Um, yeah, but Gotra just he pretty much wipes the floor with it, as I recall. Uh, they take a beating. Um, yeah, and, they do, but he, yeah, but yeah, but he yeah he does he eventually manages to kill it. Of course he does. And then in Dragon Slayer, they're gonna go fight the dragon, and you've got some other the one dwar- the one Slayer with them is completely and his whole reason he's a slayer is because he was basically like a thief and he was like he is under the gold sickness he was like greedy in fact when he got in there and they got into the cave he saw the treasure that the dragon was hoarding and just dove on he's like mine and got crushed (laughs) by the dragon under all that gold but um felix actually wound up killing the dragon with the with with his sword With with caragol yeah and what what you come to realize after the third or fourth book is that the forces of chaos know who these guys are, mm-hmm. and they're they're gaining a reputation. Like they are known in the, the circles of warriors. There there is there is a slayer, a, an extremely large and surly slayer, being followed around by a blonde haired human with a red cloak, and people know who these guys are. Right, um, but. My favorite of all his enemies <laughs> is Gracie or Thankful. Thankful. Skaven Slayer, the second book. <laughs> it's, my, it's so fantastic. Every short story in Skaven Slayer yeah. is it's all Skaven short stories. Right. It's it's all another attempt by Thankful to kill. Go try. Well, uh, no, or I mean, do, or do or just do something crazy. That yeah. book they're trying to take Nuln. Well, take Nuln with yeah, with the with the under with the siege with the with the Skaven yeah. infested steam tanks and all this stuff. And Gotrek and Felix, every one of his little plans keeps getting foiled yeah. by the dwarf thing and the man thing. And right. it's like first they defeat, they stop his first plan. Then in the next book, he's playing, and. Here's the beauty of it, and this is one of the things I love. If you really yeah. like Skaven stuff, read Skaven Slayer, because yeah. the, uh, a lot of those books, the, the you know, it's from Thankful's point of view. Yeah, I and, like how that book starts. Like Felix and Gotrek, they're literally they took jobs as rat catchers in the sewers of Nuln. Yeah, like that's their job because like, they're broke. They need to eat. No money. They're so broke, like, wow. they need to eat, so they're working as rat catchers, killing rat catcher. killing whatever they find in the yeah. sewers. Yeah, that's their job. It's great. It's the job that basically anybody can get, and Felix is still worried because he's wanted for the window tax riots and writing yeah. the writing the documents that started the window tax riot. Now, he's wanted, but he's not like wanted, wanted. Like, yeah. he's got a warrant out, but it's not like people are going to look him up on their scmods. It's, they don't, you know, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's it, he's a little more. Par- in fact, he that that's the book where he's in the city where his brother is living. Yeah, and that not not his brother's living there because they they have a they have a branch of the company the the, the right. Jaeger business is there. Right, Cause cause the main business is in Altdorf. Yeah, so he's there and he sees his brother and he's like and he's like you're hiding out because of that. He's like you really think they're actively looking for you like your. <laughs> And basically, he yes, he's wanted, but he he's not. It's not. He's nobody. No, it's it's. Yeah. You know, it's like some guy robbed a liquor store. Yes, we want to catch that guy, but we're not. Act, it's not like we're putting men on the case. It's just. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, he's on the list of wanted people. Right. So that's that's the stage that is the set for them running into Thankful. It's just And wow. now Thankful has got his mitts into everything. He's got corrupt politicians who he's giving stuff to. Yeah. Uh, giving them stuff, giving them information on other people in the town. So he's manipulating and trying to get in there so he can kill the people in charge of Nuln and have the Skaven overrun the place. Mm-hmm. Now, the first mission fails. He comes, He shows up with, with his with his rat ogre, Bone Ripper. Bone Ripper, yeah. Who Gotrek in basically, and he comes rushing in and everything, it's, it's terrifying. We've seen Bone Ripper rip humans limb from limb. He runs in there. Felix goes, oh, my God. Yeah. He looks up. Gotrek looks at him, swings his axe, and cuts him in half. <laughs> yeah, Just like, boom. Instantly. Not even a chance. So dumb. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's wonderful, but so dumb. And, you know, uh, Thankful flees at this point. That fails. Now, one of the great things in this book, though, is you get to see the politics of the Skaven. Because yeah. uh, Clan Mulder and uh, these other clans... You know, you failed, Gracier. They're trying to take his glory. He's backstabbing them. And now Clan Mulder and some of the other, and Clan Eshin, I think, are slowly trying to move in and and steal his glory, take over his attempts to to take Nuln because they want to usurp the leader spot and get the glory. Because Thankul wants to be on the council. That's his goal. His goal, yes. His goal is to get on the council of 13. He wants to be the Gracier on the council. Um, people on the council don't like him. No, they. But I mean, most of the guys in the council don't like each other. But they all really dislike Thankful. He is arrogant. He is powerful. They do oh, fear his power. Uh, there's a reason they they don't like him because he's powerful and arrogant and kind of insane. Oh, he's he's a lunatic and he's addicted to warpstone dust. He snu- he he has it ground up as snuff. He snorts warpstone <laughs> yeah. dust like snuff. And yeah. I love when he does it because every time he snorts a little bit of it, he yeah. starts to get like like that warpstone, the power of the warpstone yeah. that powers his magic starts running through him and it he'll makes be him like even more paranoid. More paranoid and he always has these weird flashes of dreams of extreme violence (laughs) to whatever he does around him. But he realizes there are What's the name of his lackey? This is the lackey. Uh, Thankful's lackey. It's like Snitchers. What is it? It's... Ah, shoot. Oh, I was just listening to it. By the way, (laughs) if you have Audible, a lot of these books are on Audible. Yeah. Um, Is it... Oh, shoot. Starts with an L, doesn't it? I oh, I can't I can't think of his name, but yeah, he's got that one lackey who's constantly working, and he actually gets stuck on McKyson's airship. Yeah, and then he goes and busts into a bar, and he's hiding and he's eating, and then somehow he oh that's right they fly up into the wastelands. This is when they fly up there in in Demon Slayer. But he's not in the hold of the ship. He's hiding up in the airbag, so he gets caught in a warp storm. That's right, and he becomes, like, corrupted by chaos. Basically, all of the magic, the magic blows through. They're all inside the ship kind of hiding, and Max is protecting them with his magic. Right. He's out there. I forgot about that. And he, and he gets corrupted, and he grows. He becomes the size of a rat ogre. Yeah. And he starts getting delusions of grandeur. In fact, he starts a revolt of the Skaven slaves in the right. clan Molderhold, and they hold they hold Thankful responsible for this. <laughs> right. 
Uh, it gets crazy, but because thankful th- these other higher ups in these other clans are basically trying to screw him over and yeah. get him out of the way and take the glory of taking Nuln, there are times he realizes that these guys have to sort of get taken out of the picture or they're going to take him out. So he sends Squeak or Snitch or whatever his name is. I can't remember his name. He sends him with handwritten letters that he tries to pretend are written by humans, but it's so <laughs> yeah. obviously he calls them man things. Yeah. But he basically, your friend, you know, uh, informant guy, he sends letters to Felix <laughs> telling him where their en- where where Thankful's enemies will be. Uh, and so that and so that way their part of the plan will get ruined and they can't get glory, but that always leads to them ru- stopping the entire plan. Right. Um, what's really fantastic is over the 20 years, Thankful continuously shows up in these books. Oh, for sure. Continuously shows up. And yeah. I believe he shows up in Elf Slayer. And I think it's in Elf Slayer where he shows up. And they hadn't seen him in a long time. And it's like been like almost, like I said, it's been 20 years. It's been 20 years. Yeah. And they haven't seen him in at least 10 years. And he gets caught up in there, and he sees them, and they actually he actually talks to them, and he's like, my arch nemesis, because yeah. these are the two who are constantly foiling his plans, and he knows their names. Yeah. And they see him, and they're like, oh, wait a minute. You're that, the, you're that Skaven from Nuln, and they're- With the horns. With yeah. the horns. I rem- And they only recognize him because of the horns. Yeah. And it's such a it's it's one of the most wonderful parts in this series. Stankle is appalled that, that they have no idea who he is. He thinks that he is their <laughs> arch nemesis, just as they are his, and to, yeah. and they have no idea who he is. <laughs> and it's oh, talk about a bubble being burst. He yeah. meets up with his with his biggest. His two biggest foes he's ever squared off against. He's never beaten them. And they're like, oh, you're that dude. Oh, yeah, I remember you. And he's like, remember <laughs> what? I'm Gracie. I'm your biggest. They're like, yeah, yeah. dude, you're not our biggest nemesis. No, you're not. Right. It's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. But so. I, wouldn't this be a great, like, Amazon Prime series? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Hey, my goodness. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do, I mean, if you're gonna do not 40k, yeah, because if obviously you, the, some of those stories you could do a Gaunt's Ghost or a Caiaphas Kane, and that would be great. Sure, or Eisenhorn, I'd do Eisenhorn. Eisenhorn yeah, I, that's probably the best one yeah. to do. Uh, but if you were gonna do a fantasy series, plus oh the, the the thirteen books, <laughs> plus short stories like Road of Skulls. Uh, Rose Skull, Serpent Queen, City of the Dam. Those are all other you know, books with some some short stories. And now what happens is after you get there's like I said there's got to be fifteen or sixteen books. And then you get during the end times they came out. David Geimer wrote these. Yeah. King. Well, go, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I I I I, I couldn't get the gist of Geimer's writing. He. I I will say this: the first half. Now, it's a two-book series, Kinslayer yeah. and Slayer, okay? Yeah. Well, there's the first, there's the other ones. There's Gotrek and Felix, Road of Skulls, and City of the Damned. Which, aren't those some more short story type of co- compilations? I, I think City of the Damned is a whole book. 
Right. Those are the ones I didn't. I never. I never got copies of. I never was able to read. Okay. Um, and they're not on Audible, so I'm waiting. You know. Um, yeah. but these two books came out, and it's then it's literally book one of the Doom of Gotrek Gurnison and book two of the Doom of. So we know finally. Yeah. This is and these came out during the end times, and because it literally says on the spine, Warhammer the end times. So we're like, okay, Gotrek's finally yeah. going to to meet his doom and die. Yeah. And so we get these books. And of course it's during the end times. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, finally. And this what everyone has said now for several years, the only way Gotrek is going to finally meet his doom is either saving the world or the whole world dies with him. Mm-hmm. Um in fact, in the first book, his big nemesis is um what's his name? The Troll King. Yeah. Uh why am I Is it Throg? Throg, Throg. yeah. Uh the second book um, Actually, I did read that one. And the second book is Bellacor. Is 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 kind of who he's up against now. Yeah. These books take place during the end times. So the stuff that we covered year five years ago, the end times yeah. series. These books are a little more depressing. Yeah, I I, I have to admit, not my favorite <laughs> time um, of Warhammer fantasy literature. Going on here. Not well, my here's favorite. the thing. Now, I, 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 and I didn't. One of the reasons I suggested this as a, as a, and I, I had said to you, let's do, mm-hmm. because we don't have any books to cover right now. All right. Uh, you know, no new battle tone. We've been doing battle tone after battle tone. We wanted to do some lore, and I'm like, why don't we pick someone, you know, someone that's who's got a long history, and let's talk about yeah. them. And you, yeah. and I was going to suggest Gotrek. Because uh, he's my favorite, but I, I, I didn't want to suggest it because I always want to talk about Gotrek. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was so thankful when your first suggestion was Gotrek. I'm like, oh, perfect. It's, it's got to be, right? It's got to yeah. be. Um, I had been listening. The, the, a lot of the books came out on Audible. Mm-hmm. And so I've been listening to them on Audible. And um, I got these books, and I, I started to read kinslayer and i had to put it down because we were covering the end times mm. tomes those all those five giant i didn't have time to read this basically yeah. Yeah. with those five huge books to cover for the show i mm-hmm. never had time to read these and i never went back to them gotcha. they came out on audible and i bought them and i listened and i will say now the first book kinslayer and we're, i, I want to take a break and then we're going to come back and talk about this because this leads into the AOS and yeah. then those the books and what's going on with him now. Um, but we're going to take a break because it's about time. And we'll talk about these two books because they are, they are very important to the lore. And not just his lore, but to the lore of the world that was. Lots of questions answered on big questions about the dwarfs in general. Yeah. And what happens at the end of the world. So we'll take a break because it's been almost an hour. And then we'll come back. Yes. 
Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. Oi, Manling, we're back. <laughs> okay, so... The Doom of Gotrek Gurnus. I will admit... Now, and I like David Geimer's books. But... I was very frustrated... With the first half of this book. Mm. And I was frustrated with the first half of this book because Gotrek's not in it. He pops right. up for very short parts... In the beginning of this book... Yeah, well, you have to remember the problem with Gotrek is it's the problem with a lot of fantasies, you know, sci-fi fantasy series is he's he's the answer to all the problems that are in the story. <laughs> it's like how it's like how do you how do you like how do you make a Doctor Who adventure interesting? You take the TARDIS away. How do you make you know a Star Trek episode interesting? You get them away from the Enterprise. Like the level of peril is just not as great if Gotrek is just walking around killing everything. True, but now what happened with this is we're starting to get a few bits of backstory that happened. Oh, first of all, one of the things we didn't mention is most of these books and stories will start with clips from Felix Yeager's writings, "My Travels with Gotrek." Yeah. Um, one of the things we failed to mention is I think it was during. Orc Slayer or Manslayer, he meets up with his brother again, which he hasn't since Skaven Slayer. So several books later, he sees his brother again. And uh, his brother has money for him. Oh, right, because he's been publishing his stories. Felix has been keep writing down their adventures. And, you know, he's writing them in books. And, of course, Gotrek doesn't die, but he's still... All of his notes, all of his stories that are eventually going to lead to this giant epic that he's going to write, he sends home to his brother. Mm-hmm. His brother, meanwhile, has been publishing them. Right. And people are reading them thinking these are wonderfully crazy fantasy novels. Like, people don't <laughs> believe... When he's writing about the Skaven trying to take over places, oh, yeah. people... And I love the fact that people don't believe in the Skaven. Yeah, they don't exist. Yeah, people are like, nope, that's 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 those are that's like alligators in the sewer. Get out of yeah. here. That stuff's not there real. A, yeah, there's a full scale invasion of Nuln with Skaven running all over the place. And people see <sighs> it and then they and the, th- and the thing is they don't really want to believe it and people are like, Nope, those are just those are just weird, hairy monsters. They're not Skaven. Right. Um 
even in the modern world, there are people, even in the mortal realms, there are people who don't believe in the Skaven, which is the <laughs> right. weirdest thing. Because one of the things you found out in the end times is the Skaven were more populous than the entire rest of all the other races put together. Right. Uh, it's crazy how many there were, in the, but they lived under everything and in the underwarrens, and people didn't believe. It's just the craziest thing they didn't believe in them. But this story starts out, and there's a couple of things that happen. Now, first of all, there was a character from the first book. In one of their adventures, they were fighting a, a, a chaos uh, champion and, and her army. And this chaos champion uh, had to go and wipe out this 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 village that she lived in. Basically, she went and took the powers of chaos, you know, to get revenge on people. And in order to elevate herself to the next level, she had to wipe out her village and she had to kill a specific person, which was her child. Her child named Cat, and Cat had become sort of a. She was an orphan who had become a tough fighter. She was a young girl. Uh, early teens, late tweens, mm-hmm. when Gotrek and Felix meet them, uh, she obviously has a complete crush on Felix. But she's a girl, a little girl, like Felix isn't a pervert. Um, they eventually send her off, like they 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 get her to safety and and have her, you know. So mm-hmm. they, they, she's in an early adventure, basically in one book, in one story. Um, Ten, fifteen years later they meet up with her again and she's a grown woman and she's still a warrior woman. Um, and she is beautiful and Felix likes her and she still has a crush on Felix. And the only reason I mention this is because in the beginning of this book, you find out that she, there was something happened. In, it might've been in zombie slayer. I think she got cursed by Gosh, one of Helen. Kemler's spells and she aged. Like it, it, it sapped like part of her soul. Like she got a bit sick and old, not old, old, but older, Mm -hmm. less healthy. She couldn't keep up the fight anymore. Uh, It didn't affect Felix because he's Felix, right? He's protected by the, the magic around him and Gotrek. This book starts out and you find out that basically she couldn't keep fighting she loved Felix. Uh, Gotrek knew they loved each other, and they got married in a ceremony in the dwar in Kadran. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got married, and he was given a, a he had dwarfish wedding rings with the dwarfish, and basically Gotrek released him from his oath in order to take care of her. Gotrek had a spe- there was a there's something about Cat he always liked her. Like hmm. he 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 felt protective of her. He, she needed someone, and he basically tells he releases Felix from his oath and lets him marry her and go home and go back to the family business. And that's where this starts. Felix is doing the family business, and he hates it. Right, he's secretly like craving like his youth. Yeah, yeah, a- adventure. Cat knows it. He won't admit it to himself. He gets drunk a lot just to because he's bored and unhappy with his life. Right. Um, and Gotrek's out doing his own thing. An important thing here is uh, something that had come up in earlier books. Snorri Nosebiter, um, we find out, who is still in these stories, Snorri forgot why right. he became a slayer. Right. That's just heartbreaking. <laughs> um, that's a problem. 
Mm-hmm. You can't you can't uh, find your death in battle and redeem yourself if you don't know why you're doing it. Right. So if Snorri dies in battle not remembering why he became a slayer, he will not go to dwarf heaven, to Valhalla, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, because of that, Gotrek sends him off with these other guys who are going to help him remember what it is. And this is how the story starts. Felix is with Kat. Um, they love each other, but they know he's unhappy. Um, bad things are happening. This is the end times. There are right. people are terrified. Um, you know, Archeon's forces are coming in. Snorri is off with these other. They don't let him drink. He's only allowed to drink water. He can't have alcohol because it. He has to remember. Right, and he's what, all mad and depressed and. Stuff. He, he's mad and depressed and sober. Uh, and so you're reading this, you're like, this is not like any Gotrek can feel. It's very dark. Yeah. And Gotrek's not around, and you're just like, what is going on? When is, how is this a Gotrek and Felix novel? Yeah. Well, Ulrika shows up as a vampire and wants Felix to come with her because they have to stop. Some, the chaos invasion's coming. We need you. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff happens, basically, that kind of forces him to go. Ulrika's there. Max shows up again. Uh, all the old characters show up. He has to leave Kat at home. Uh, Ulrika hints that she might be pregnant, which they didn't think she could get pregnant because she had been sick and they hadn't been able to have children. All this is happening. Felix has to go. Yeah. Felix gets the red cloak, takes Karagul from... The, he's got it all in a display case, sort of like, you know, he's got... The, yeah, it's a shadow box. Yeah, of all of his old stuff. stuff. In it. Takes it, goes with Ulrika... They are going to go on this adventure. They've got to stop what's coming. Otherwise, it's going to sweep through and, and they're going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, he meets up with Gotrek and they're off on an adventure. They've got to st- Throg the Troll King is leading huge armies. Right. And this is, they've got to stop him from doing this. And, and like I said, Max is there. All this Max is super powerful in yeah, this too. Yeah, he's like way powerful. Well, plus remember, it's the it's the storm of chaos, and it's also remember during Eighth Edition and into the end times, the storm yeah. of magic is happening. Right, right. So wizards are becoming crazy powerful. Um, Max is actually wielding multiple types of magic. Yeah, yeah different winds of magic, which is crazy of. for a human. Mm-hmm. The important thing in this book is we find out. And now there was hints of it and flashbacks of it for in weird things of why Gotrek became a slayer. If you read in the one book through the flashback, you see that he was out when he was out on that thing with Snorri when he was out on that quest. Yep, yep the expedition north to find the the hold. Yep. He came home and he sort of lived on the outskirts of this area where the dwarves if they weren't in under a mountain in this they were they were dwarves that lived out you know in the. Yep. Goblin raiders had attacked the town, and his wife was dead. Right. And there's a flashback to him going and talking to the king in his place and arguing vehemently with the king, and then the king goes to have him thrown out, and Gotrek sort of loses it and uh, starts fighting with them, and they, the king gets mad and sends him after him, and Gotrek uh, kills them all. Right. He killed the leaders of his village and killed other dwarfs. Right. Other dwarves. Yeah. Um, 
because they did not protect his wife and daughter, you find right. out. While, while he was on the expedition, yeah. Um, this is how, why he became a slayer. Now, all these books later, that story was never actually told. In fact, Felix asked him one time, why did you become a slayer? And Gottrek looked at him and very seriously said, if you weren't my remembrancer and if I didn't know you this well, I'd kill you for asking me that. Mm-hmm. He was, don't ever ask a dwarf why they became a slayer. You're asking me to tell you my ultimate shame. Yeah. And it's like, oh, dang, you know? Yeah. Now, this book, and spoilers are coming, folks. We've talked about stuff, but this is the spoileriest spoiler that you're going to get. <laughs> Snorri Nosebiter gets his memory back. You find out he was cursed to lose his memory, and, on, on, and he would only find out why he became a slayer when it would ruin his life and all the lives of everyone around him. Yeah. Um, when Snorri got back, and the, he got back before Gotrek. He was a little bit ahead of him, and they were killing the goblins that were there sacking the town, right? And Gotrek was killing them. Snorri was killing them. Um, Snorri got to Gotrek's house, which was burning, and was killing goblins, and suddenly out from the place jumped this other large goblin, which he struck down with his hammer and realized it was Gotrek's wife. And she had been covered in soot and grime and was messed up and basically looked just like the dirty goblins. Her clothes were all messed up. He, he, she jumped out. He thought she was a goblin. He killed her accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, he'd been carrying around some of her stuff in his bag his whole since then, like sort of, you know, to remind him of his shame. Um, Felix figures it out and basically Gotrek finds out. Mm-hmm. Gotrek has sworn to avenge his wife's death and Snorri starts crying and yeah. he apologizes profusely and says, I know what you've got to do, so let's do it. And Felix is like, what? <laughs> and Snorri pulls out his hammers and Gotrek takes his axe and Felix is livid. He's like, that is, no, you can't, yeah. that's Snorri. <laughs> That's the dumbest dwarf thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and Snorri's like, I, "You have to, you, 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 you." And 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 Gotrek is so angry. Yeah, because he doesn't. And here's the thing: during that fight, Snorri screams at Gotrek to stop holding back because yeah. they're fighting and no one's getting the advantage. But he realizes Gotrek is holding. Gotrek doesn't want to do this but he has sworn to do it he made an oath and Felix is screaming at them to stop and this is going I cried I am not going to lie I cried reading this and then Gotrek kills Snorri and Felix this is like the end of the story and he's like come on we've got to go this is after the battle's done after they've defeated Throg and, and sent him packing and stop this huge battle, and you think they've won, Gotrek kills Snorri Nosebiter. I know. And Felix is livid. Felix doesn't forgive him for this. Felix doesn't speak to him. Like, the next book starts, and Felix is detached. Felix is angry. Felix doesn't want to talk to him. Felix can't forgive him for doing this. Felix doesn't get it. Um, and Gotrek hates himself for doing it, too. 
Mm-hmm. Like the, everybody's miserable, and you're reading this you're like, wow, this is horrible stuff. Um, I wanted so bad for them to have some moment where they talked, and Felix is just like, look, I've been your, you're my best friend for all this. Like they, they, they never have that moment where they admit how close they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going through the battle now. They're gonna find the hidden. There's a, apparently a hidden dwarf hold. Of ancient slayers, they're the 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 cult of uh, uh, Grungni, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it Grimnir? It's Grimnir. Is Grimnir it Grimnir? Is the is where they is the shrine of Grimnir? Right, where it's the shrine of Grimnir. Slayers go. Yeah. Um, they have to go there, and Gotrek doesn't want to go there. In fact, this whole book, Gotrek's like, I'm taking you back to Cat. And they hear that the city that they lived in is under siege now from the forces of chaos. And they have to, he's like, I have to get you back there. We have to save the, and you find out she reminds him of his daughter who died in that, the, and the goblins killed his daughter. That wasn't yeah. Snorri. Right. And he always felt, and like, that's why he let, and he's, and he's, and he's mad at Felix for leaving, even though he told him to leave. Right. You know, like there's just it's this is weird, like guy stuff, right? It yeah. really is. It's total guy stuff, you know. Yeah, there's no good answer there, yeah. Right, but he sends him to go, and he wants her, and he wants to get him back because that girl cannot be unprotected. And you basically find out that she might be an Altdorf now because that city's been sacked, and the few, the very few people who escaped went to Altdorf. Cat's mm-hmm. dead. Everybody knows it. Gotrek mm-hmm. refuses to admit it, and he's going to take Felix back to, to reunite him with him. This is his goal now. They stop. They're like, no, you have to go because we found the city of the of the, of the the Slayer. So he doesn't want to go there. McKyson shows up. He's got the airship. He's like, we've got to go there. And they take him there. And he gets there. And there's a lot that happens in this book. And it's all depressing because it's the end times. What's, I know. What's fascinating, though? It's a hard read. Yeah. And, and I know I'm monopolizing this, but this is just, I've got so many notes and so much stuff. If you read all those end times books, it's the big picture stuff, right? It's, yeah. it's the, the machinations of Thankwell and Archeon and Nagash and the big cities. This is the story of grunts. Yeah. I mean, yes, right. they're like the heroes. Gritty, yeah. But these are the guys who are going, and you're not seeing what's happening. You're not seeing Teclis's machinations to save it. You're seeing frightened humans and dwarfs who are watching the world around them die. And it's very clear that they're losing. And you're not seeing these grand, epic, we might save the world. You're watching people who are watching the world die. And it's so well written. But it is super depressing. It was hard to read. I don't. I, I love I them, I, but it's I, it's, I, it's... I don't know if I blacked out while I was reading this. I don't know. I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> just not looking forward to the end of the book. Oh, I know. But here's where it gets super important. He gets to the place, and, of course, he, he's been followed by Bellacor. Bellacor is there. Bellacor has a plan. Because, of course, Bellacor... Bellacor... Much like Bellacor we just covered, yeah. Bellacor hates Archeon. He yeah. doesn't want Archeon to get all the glory. He wants to be the big instrument of the destruction, and he knows that apparently there's another open warp gate in this place. 
the shrine of Grimnir, where Grimnir was last seen, apparently. And he's trying to get in there and get that open. And he's he's got a, a, a major demon of all four of the Chaos Gods. He's got a Bloodthirster, a Keeper of Secrets, yeah, a Great Unclean One, and a Lord of Change with him. And they are in this place. And they're going in. Now, Gotrek gets to this place with Felix. And it's this huge shrine and temple thing, and all this stuff is there. And the, yeah. these these dwarves are speaking ancient dwarf tongue that Gotrek can barely make out because they haven't left this place in thousands of years. Yeah, you know, Kinda like the yeah, it's the dwarf equivalent of what the elves were doing. Right. Gotrek goes in, and he's got to fight his way past all these greater demons to get mm-hmm. through. Him and Felix are fighting and doing all this stuff. And basically what happens is, and this is this is actually really cool. And this leads into the AOS stuff. Yeah. He meets Grimnir. Yeah. Grimnir, for the past however long it's been since he's been in the more in, in the world that was, he's been standing in the at this gate where chaos is going to come out and flood the world and basically standing right inside the gate and fighting. Yeah, that's why it's the Shrine of Grimnir. He's been fighting and holding the gate alone for thousands of years. And Gotrek has finally made it here, and he's been waiting for Gotrek. Gotrek has his axe. Yeah. He knew Gotrek was coming. He knew he had his axe. He was chosen to be here. Now, he puts them both. This is one of my favorite parts of this book. He puts them both to the test. He basically tells that. And Felix is there, and he's like, this guy's not even a dwarf. What's he doing here? He's like, he's my remembrancer. Felix basically, Grimnir sort of goes into his head and basically tells him, look, you are more than welcome to leave. I can I can take you right to Cat. You can go there. You can be with her. You can protect her. You can share her fate. Whatever it is, you don't have to be here doing this. I only need Gotrek. And Felix is basically like, well, if you really don't want me here and you only need Gotrek, if you're going to take me back to Cat, that's that's great. You know, at least at least I can protect Cat. It's not that he doesn't that he. It, he's not trying to leave Gotrek, but he's been told by a god, "You, yeah. I don't need you here. You should go. I will take you back to where you should be. Uh, and Felix is like, eh, that's not a bad deal. So then he turns and Gotrek, he d- apparently did the same thing to Gotrek, who's going to stay. He's like, I have other things I have to do. I need you to hold this gate. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, me and Felix will hold the gate. And he's like, no, Felix can't stay. Felix didn't pass the test. I offered Felix a chance to leave, and he was going to take it. And Gotrek looked at him and said, uh, well, he, you told him he should. Uh, and Gotrek basically stands up for him. And he said, this guy's my remembrancer. He's been with me for decades, and he's a damn sight better than you or any other dwarf I know. Yeah. And, Grim- and Grimner's like, I said no. And he's like, I don't really care what you think. I said he stays. And Grimner's like, you're going to fight me over this? And he's and Godric Lister <laughs> says, bring it on. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. So you're he, not the first guy. You would be the first guy that I've killed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've fought, I've fought tough. I've fought, I've, you, know, you think I haven't fought just as tough as you? And uh, Grimner yeah. gets pissed. Kind of, and he wallops <laughs> Godric for this. Yeah. 
And then at the end, he's like, look, I don't want to kill you. I want to do this. But And then and Godric's like, you know, you and he does. He makes Felix leave. Mm-hmm. And the door closes. Felix is on the outside, screaming to Godric, trying to get back in. Godric hears him pounding on the outside, jumps into the gate, and starts fighting Yeah, to save the world. And that's basically kind of how it ends. Yeah, remember me. Yeah. Do remember uh, me, do my thing this and and that's what he needs to do. Um yeah, and there's I mean there's stuff about Bellacor at the end. There's sort of a, you know, but basically uh it it ends with yeah, he Gotrek raises his axe and says remember me and mm-hmm. then there's a little afterward uh, it was dark, the dark of the deep earth of grief, of the lonely space inside the walls of Felix's mind. The portal was gone, buried under the same cave that had accounted for the demons and snuffed out the ceiling glowstones under the mountain of rock. Only Felix, it seemed, had been spared, sheltered under the sturdy stone arch of Grimnir's dolmen. It goes through this. He had been waiting there for a long time. It's dark. Um, from somewhere in the collapsed structure, Felix could hear a trickle of water. There was another sound too, a scratching, like something digging far away. He listened. And were those voices? It almost sounded though they called his name. He shook his head. No, he was alone now. Out there the end times continued, but they would do so without him and without the Slayer. In short, it no longer felt like his concern. Aching all over, aching inside, he bent slowly forward to play out the ties that held his male shirt tight. With his other hand, he reached inside the loosened shirt to withdraw the oilcloth-bound parcel that rested against his heart. He set it upon his lap, carefully unwrapping the protective covering to reveal his leather-bound journal, a quill pen, and a small vial of iron gall ink. He let them be undisturbed a moment more, then took a deep breath. The air tasted stale and used. He, li- he had lived half of his life amongst dwarfs, and he had spent enough time underground to know what that meant. He didn't have a lot of time left. Unwinding the string tie that sealed the precious pages of his journal, Felix opened the small book. Its spine creaked, aged beyond its years by disuse. At the same time, he unstoppered the ink vial, sharpened a tip into the quill with his thumbnail, and dipped it gently in the ink. Then, in the dying light of his sword, because his sword was glowing because of the magic sword, he began to write. Gottrek Gurnison had found his doom at last, and Felix Jaeger had an oath to keep. If this journal is found, if the day was won, then remember this. Here a slayer lies. And that's how the book ends. Felix yeah. dies alone in a cave. In a cave in. It's not great. Oh, what me, but the whole world dies after that. I, I know. The whole world dies. And and, and that's the and that was the end times. And it yeah, was To me that to me that's the problem with the end of the book is like it's there it's oh it's like the I don't know. But they, because, I mean, he's he's got to die. Except uh, Gotrek doesn't die. Well, Gotrek's in, he's in the chaos realm. Yeah, well, he's somewhere. He's standing yeah. in front of a gate of chaos, fighting chaos demons. Right, but that gate now is obviously closed because the world it led to is gone. Right. So Gotrek doesn't have to defend it anymore. But he's still fighting because he's he's a slayer and he's fighting. Yeah. And Except then. He, yeah. Yeah. And then what happens is uh Gotrek basically fighting in chaos for he doesn't know how long. Right. We don't know. 
it's a lot. You know, time works differently in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he winds up fighting and steps out of. He, he finds a, a gate yeah. in the realm of chaos and steps through it, and he's in the mortal realms. Yeah, which is cool. See, I don't know. I reading the end of that again. It kind of sounds to me like I always remember thinking that when it happened. It's like Felix. I don't know if he wasn't in some sort of spot where he couldn't. Maybe he, I don't. It doesn't sound like he was actually in the world that was when it collapsed. He's in some other spot. I well, don't he know. was in. He was in that cave though. That outside yeah. of that, he was outside of that area. I mean, he was sitting there in a cave that collapsed in in, in a dwarf hold. Um, I was, I, dude. I was hoping he would survive too. I was hoping that either Sigmar would have found him and 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 picked him up and made him into a stormcast yeah. or something, you know. Because people did. But here's the thing: yes, people survived because not everyone in the world that was died. Some of them went through when those warp gates went through and sucked right. through all the gods, because yeah. there were entire empires that rose and fell with yeah. those races. Yeah. Um. And got, he could have fallen through at any time, just like Gotrek. But I, I don't know that he did. I don't know. Now Gotrek. I mean, comes obviously, through. the do- they could do anything they want, right? You right. Know, could- now Gotrek comes through, and this is one of the most important parts. Is now Gotrek pops through. He is no longer a slayer per se. Like he's right. still a slayer, but his oath is. I mean, technically, he died. You know. <laughs> I, I, I guess. I mean, and plus, he but his, he's, you know, the thing that he, like, none of his oath matters anymore. That entire world is gone. There's yeah. nothing, there's no, there's no, there's nothing to redeem anymore. Yeah. Um, He comes out and one of the things that happens, and it's a short story, and I don't know where that short story is. Because um, I don't there's, think it's, I don't think it's. There's a couple in, of them. For, they're from White Dwarf. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Um, and I know there's Realm Slayer, like I said, Realm Slayer, Ghoul Slayer, and Git Slayer. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to find the new uh, Gotrek on AOS. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking it up because I want to make sure I've got it right. Uh, hold on. Pretty sure there was a, it was a series of White Dwarf articles, and I think some online stuff on the website. Right, they did some go- they did some stories. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So basically, what you need to know is he comes through, and he finds the the new version of yeah. the slayers. The fire he finds yeah. the fire slayers. Yeah. They're not slayers like he knew. He doesn't like them. Right. He doesn't like how they act. Um, basically he comes in, he's looking for an axe. He takes one of these huge, ridiculous axes off the wall that nobody else could lift. And of course he lifts it and starts swinging it like it's a normal thing. Um, there's this, a whole adventure based around, uh, a a master rune of Grimnir. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's Urgold. Yeah. But it's also carved into a master rune of Grimnir. It's got Grimnir's face or something on it. Uh, basically, long story short, battle ensues. Gotrek's got to do something with it. He's holding it. He sort of gets almost possessed by it, like it's overwhelmed by it, and slams it into his chest. Yeah, well, this is what the Slayers do, right? Which right. Is what the, for the Fire Slayers do that when they want to 
you know. Yeah, they, empower they, they, themselves. They, they right. hammer those runes into them. Right. But this rune is too much for anybody. This is a, this is something that is sort of completely different. Yeah. And uh, what winds up happening is he st- jams this rune into his chest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. And. It makes him even more powerful. Right, but, it empowers him. But it's also got some of Grimnir's spirit in it, just like all Urgul does. Right, right. Because at this point, you know, Gr- Grimnir was shattered by his humongous battle he had during the Age of Myth, right, into a bajillion shards of Grimnir. Yeah. And that's what the Fire Slayers are trying to accumulate. Basically, though... Um, and this is the important thing is Grimnir is trying to take over him, like his spirit. Like there's parts where he gets into the the heat of battle and Grimnir himself almost like tries to take over his body and come and use him as an avatar for himself. Gotrek knows what he's trying to do. Gotrek is basically a demigod at this point. He's not a god. Yeah. But he's practically indestructible. He's wielding this super huge axe that most people can't lift. He's got all this power of Grimnir himself with this in him. And uh it's 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 ridiculous. It's he's ridiculously powerful. People are shocked. Um and now he's out and here's his new quest. He's mad. He feels that he was lied to by Grimnir. Grimnir mm. told him to stand at this gate and hold the gate and then left and left him there and everything collapsed around him. He, when he came into the realm and he walked and it basically popped, accidentally fell through an open portal in the realm of chaos because he's fighting, yeah. he right. lands in this slayer hold and thinks it's a trick and he's still in the realm of chaos. Like it's, <laughs> It takes him a while to realize he's no longer in the realm of chaos. Now he's got this, and he's mad, and he decides, you know what? I've had it with all you gods. If I find Grimnir or Grungni, I'm killing them. And then I'm going after Nagash, which he calls Bonehead. Yeah. And, and he calls himself a dwarf. Not a, not yes, a does Dwarden stuff. He doesn't like that term. He's like, well, I don't know what a Dwarden is. Like, he, they're, yeah. they, they, I don't know. And he's like, I'm a dwarf. <laughs> they're like, you're a what? Yeah. Um, he tells them they're not real slayers. He knows what a slayer is, and this is nonsense. Like yeah. he's very offensive. Yeah. Um, but he's gonna go. He's gonna he's gonna kill Grimnir. He's gonna kill the Bonehead, and then he's going after Sigmar, who in one book he refers to as the Thunder Dunce. I, yeah. Um, he meets up with uh, uh, Malineth Witchblade. Yeah. Who is you know? Um, She's an elf like yeah, ranger. She, yeah, uh, she's a daughter of Cain. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets sent because she, basically she's there. He's he's. They've also got uh, a Stormcast Eternal who's been really horribly wounded, and he's been reborn a few times. Uh, and he's kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. The the re the reforging of him. He's been reforged it's a couple not, too many it's times. Not been kind, yeah. And it's messed up with his head. Of course, uh, Gotrek has to have people with him because once again these stories are not told from Gotrek's point of view even now mm-hmm. now Melaneth Witchblade is the new Felix right and uh, she wants they want the rune 
the rune to be brought back to Azir. She's like working for Sigmar. Yeah. She's like one of his agents. They need to. They need this rune back because this rune will be powerful enough. Remember, um, uh, Grungni is working with yeah, Sigmar. With Sigmar. Yep. This rune will help them fight chaos. Yeah, they're trying to fix the the problem with the reforging too. Yes, that's part of this. Is part of the key. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but it may kill Gotrek to rip it out of him. Um, and it's wedged in his, and so they're basically like, you need to come with us to Azir. He will never go to Azir. Right. He has said he'll never go there because it reminds him of his shame. He's got issues. Okay. The guy's (laughs) got psychological scars from what he's done. He's angry. He doesn't like, he doesn't like any of the gods. He thinks they're all manipulative. They're all terrible. They're all self-centered and rotten. And his intention is to kill them all. If I kill all of these guys, then I will. Th- this will solve a lot of the problems we have. I will kill them. I'll kill the chaos gods. Uh, you know, he's on an unwinnable quest at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but these three books—that's basically what these come down to. And I'm not trying to give them, pay them short shrift. We didn't cover a lot of the books, but no. What's important is he's in the mortal realms. He's having adventures again, and his group that is with him. He always manages to get a bunch of Scoobies around him, you know, but <laughs> yeah. they're with him and, you know, he gets into these insane adventures there. Everyone's fighting for their lives. She's starting to like him. Like you can't, she can't help herself. Like, and she's our, she's our Felix. And she's like, God, he smells and he's surly and he's awful. And he talks about crap from a world. I don't know. He talks about things I don't understand. Uh, his teeth are are he's missing a bunch of teeth. He's got that eye socket. He keeps sticking his knuckles in it and like she just he's gross and she doesn't care for him. But as the adventures go, they're forming this bond, this family. Right. Um and they do. She she is trying to manipulate him. She is sabotaging some of his stuff to make him go to Azir. He finds out about it. He wants to kill. Like there, these are great stories. Yeah. Um. Hopefully they keep making them. Oh, I think uh, there there is. They, they said there there is another one coming. So and there's no reason not to. Um, we just need Felix to come back. Well, they he does go to that necromancer who seems like a faker. Um. And says he can talk to the dead, uh, uh, but when Gotrek goes to talk to him, it seems like uh, even the even the 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 daughter of Cain, Malineth Witchblade, she's like, "This is a scam. You realize this is fake." And he's like, "Well, if it's fake, I'm going to kick this guy's skull in." <laughs> yeah. And then he goes and he talks to some sort of spirit that seems like Felix, and says right. he's at rest, and that you know Gotrek was his friend and all of this and and not to worry about him to go on and he hopes he has a good life and he comes out and you don't know if he was being tricked or not but the the quote-unquote necromancer who brought him there and said he could put him in touch with his you know he was supposed to help him find Nagash but instead he finds Felix um that necromancer seemed shocked at what happened Mm-hmm. Like he was like, uh, what? <laughs> like even he didn't know what that. W- which leads me to believe he actually talked to Felix. Yeah. Um, I did get a chance to ask Darius Hinks about this, mm. 
Uh, was that really Felix? Is he really dead? Is he alive? Could he come back? And of course, he told me, "You know, I can't tell you those things." And right. I was like, "I know, <laughs> but I had to ask them anyway." I've got you yeah. on the show. I have to ask it you. Wouldn't be a good interviewer if you didn't ask the question. Um, I love this character. Yeah, it, we've had him for since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, was that it's the first cool. when that was that when the first book was published? I guess when Skaven uh, Troll Slayer came out. That that makes sense if that's if that's right. I'm oh goodness, Gotrek and Felix books in order. Troll Slayer. When did Troll? I'm not, now. I gotta find this. Pretty sure it was right around then. But yeah, I mean, they've been writing these books for that long yeah 20 years uh it's it's wonderful yeah publishing date 1999 mm. they've been writing gotrek and felix advent or gotrek adventures for 20 I think, years i bet i mean i'm sure it's been before then because the original ones were all short stories which were written before the book got published so yeah po- possibly Mm-hmm. And uh, and plus, there was mentions of him. I mean, he's been a character since before the books came out. He was ca- a character in the in the battle, well, in the army books and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, he was part of this this world, this history. Um, I can't recommend the books enough. If you like, well, I mean, and yes, granted, well, they, are pro- they are proper grim, dark fantasy. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, now, if you. If you are not a person who played Warhammer Fantasy, if you only came into it in AOS, if you just want to start with the new books, that's totally fine. Yeah. If you're interested in the world that was, if you're interested in some really fun sort of, yeah, I mean, these books are sword and sorcery, Warhammer stuff all the way. Yeah, I mean, the first the first three, Troll Slayer, Skaven Slayer, Demon Slayer, I think are the, that's the definitive three books i think maybe more so the first two troll slayer skaven slayer that's really yes. the nuts and bolts of gotrek and felix right there yeah, absolutely absolutely um you'll get you'll get all the you'll understand everything if you just read those two books yeah although i wouldn't i mean how do you not read Demon Slayer and Dragon Slayer. After those. oh, I mean, that, they're I mean, fantastic. That, right, I mean, those, that's the continuation of the, that story, but and that just kind of just finishes off that arc, kind of. Because then, the, you know, then there's Beast Slayer, Vampire Slayer, and then, there, then there's a little break. You know, they t- Beast Slayer is a great one, though. I enjoyed that one immensely. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they're on Audible, and yeah. the guy—it's the same dude reading all of these books, and they're great. Oh. Um, didn't Brian Blessed read some of these, or in uh, like an audio Realm drama? Slayer? Realm Slayer. Brian okay. Blessed is Gotrek. Yeah, and he <laughs> and he he does all of. I mean, it's. I don't know if it was audio drama or if they just read the book, but then they had different people playing the characters. But yes, mm-hmm. Brian Blessed, the guy who played the Hawkman from Hawkman from <laughs> from. Uh, yeah, that's how Flash I always Gordon. from Flash, Flash Gordon. Gordon. Also, um, and this is just geeky me going there. I remember freaking out when uh, I went to see Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet, the full Hamlet movie. The, yeah. the there's the two there's two versions of it. There's the edited down two hour version, and then there's the full every word of the play four hour version with an intermission. Wow. Uh, Brian Blessed 
plays Hamlet's father. Really? Yes, and he's great. Um, but it's just Brian, I've seen I mean, that, but I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, he's he's got those piercing blue. Uh, he's just fantastic. I love Brian <laughs> Blessed, and he, man, does he. When you That's listen great. to him as yeah. Gotrek, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I mean, good. I hope everybody liked this. I hope you enjoy this. I would really love feedback on this. Yeah, I mean, maybe some some suggestions for some other yeah characters. I I thought of uh, Malice Darkblade. We could cover him. Yep. Now, uh, obviously, guys, uh, we're going to wrap it up, but um, I post every episode, you know, when it comes up on the Facebook group, uh, Garage Hammer. Uh, If you are part of the Facebook group, please go in and comment. I'd love to know what you thought about the episode. I'd also love to know who you'd like to hear about next. We're trying to pick people who stretch back to the world that was. Uh, Not because uh, because it's better or any of these other – not any of that stuff just because that's a it's a it's a it's a much larger uh yeah. history yeah when you go past the last four or five years when you can go back to these other stories but mm-hmm. let us know who you'd like um you know uh you email us you know uh david at garagehammer.net or garagehammer at live.com um Send us an email. Let us know you like. Send us a voice. I don't care. Voicemail. I like voicemail. There you go. What did you think of this? What did you think of the format? Um, I, you know, I don't know that anyone will be as good as this one because this is my this. He's my favorite. Yeah, he was our unanimous choice. Yeah, us like I said, the other person picked. Yeah, I was just like, what do you what do you think we should do? And you're like, oh, maybe Gotrek. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got it. We've got a pick done. We're good. Yeah. Um but yeah, we'd like to know what you think. So please let us know, okay? Um also um what else did I want to say? There was something Oh. Um Yeah, uh we would love uh you know, we I haven't gotten any reviews on iTunes lately. And we'd love some reviews on iTunes because it's always nice to see what people think. Yeah. Um, it's always nice. It does help us out because the more reviews you get, the more. I mean, it's not like we're gonna you're gonna sign into iTunes and be on the page, but any of these places where you find Spotify, if there's a place where you can just click on how much you like it, that would really help out the show. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to do that, we would love it if you would join the Facebook group. Um, we would love to hear. Your thoughts on this. Yeah. Now, then, there are people who always comment on the shows, and we love you, and we want you to keep doing it, but we would love it if more – we, we want to get more suggestions. Please, we want feedback. Chris, yeah. I know you said you wanted some feedback because – Absolutely. You've we only been know, doing this a few months, yeah. you know? And we, and we kind of want to know what other people are doing. Like, what's your toolbox? You know, what are you up to? Yeah. We li- I, lo- I love looking at that kind of stuff. What do you guys want from Garage Hammer? And we can't, we you know, we, you know, constructive criticism. What would you like to hear? What would you like to see? Mm-hmm. You know, we're at some point. You know, I know Chris, you getting, you got the GoPro, and we want to start recording some of our games so we can start yeah, trying to do some battle report. Like, what do you guys reports. want to see? Fun. We want to do whatever it is. Yeah, um, Age of Sigmar. Battle reports, like on. I know there's a. I think there's a Garage Hammer YouTube channel. I there is. Think. I haven't done anything in forever because I'm just. Oh. I was not good at it, and plus I was doing yeah. it on my own. I was yeah. literally setting up my can my phone on a stand, 
and setting it up and then running in front of the camera and recording. You know, I don't know. What yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm you know, I'm I'm sitting in my basement just trying to trying to be Yeah. whatever it is I can be for the community and do this show. So right. Uh all right, so Ad- that's who's going? I will be there. You're playing in the team tournament with Kevin and Brad and Brad's bu- brother. Yep. I am helping Domus run the team tournament. He, I asked him if he needed help, and he's like, I don't need help for everything, but I do need help for the team tournament because nobody wants to run it. Everyone wants to play in it. And I'm like, ah, hey, I'm cool. in. I'll help run it. I love it. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy to help. Yeah, I mean, does do, what should Garage Hammer do for Adepticon? What would be a cool thing? Yeah, uh-huh. and, and hey, we'll be there. Come see us. Come yeah. say hi if you're going to be there. I know a lot of people aren't going, whether it's because it's still not yeah. feeling safe or, or or you can't or you don't want, whatever it is. Right. Hey, you know, I know there's a lot of people that I know who said they can't go, and I will miss them. Um, but to the people who are going, I you know, yeah, I, I, can't I look forward to seeing you there. I'm 20 minutes away, so yeah, you live closer than I do, even yeah. Mm-hmm. So and we were right here, and it's it's not like it's a huge investment for me, you know. I mean, right. I am lucky enough. Um, uh, uh, my my good friends uh, are letting me stay with them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I could always just drive home. It's only an hour, you know. I mean, it's not yeah. that bad, but you know, I'm it's it's right here, and I'm on spring <laughs> break that week. There's no nice. reason for me not to go. Yeah, I've got the vacation already planned out for it. So yeah, it's excellent. All right, um, okay, so we're we're gonna take off before we go. Of course, Patreon sponsors, associate producers Christopher Sanders, Big Jake, Jake C, executive producers Colin Miller, Tyler McDonald, Scott Milne. Thank you and all the other people for being part of that one percent. You guys, you have no clue how much Thanks, we guys. appreciate all the help you give to the show, uh, and of course, uh, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and. Grognards, thank you guys as well for uh, being sponsors of the show. And folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. Or Sigmar!